Your mother, Angela, she's our patient. I've been out of touch with her for a very long time. Oh my God. Her mind is very active in the simulation. Simulation? She went on a homicidal rampage. This is your chance to ask her why. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Episode 254, welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we plug into the matrix of the mind and exercise our personal demons in virtual insanity. Say it again. Virtual insanity. Oh, that's it. That's it. (laughs) Give me that Jamiroquai. Oh, baby. (laughs) Do people nowadays know who Jamiroquai is? Uh, They should. Like, do people younger than, like, 25? No. And even then, even then... I don't even think 25. That's probably pushing it. No, there's uh, there's two specific gra- uh, demographics of people who are under the age of 25 who know who Jamiroquai is now, and it's people uh, who play bass. Okay. And people who, and people who wear funny hats. That's true. That's true. <laughs> those, those are the two. Those are the two demographics who can really identify with Jamiroquai. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, also, it's the, the same demographic that can uh, identify with the big hats that Fred Durst used to wear. Oh, yeah. Back true. when their first record came out. So yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. The, What's uh, going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, it's been two weeks since we've done this. I, I'm, I, 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 you know, we've missed weeks before, so I didn't think this was going to be that big of a deal. I'm not going to lie. It felt weird not doing a show last week. It was week. really strange. Yeah. I, I, like, Sunday night came along, and I'm, like, sitting at... Uh, <clears throat> I was severely hungover sitting at my girlfriend's house, and I'm like, all of a sudden, I got this panic attack. Like, oh fuck, I have an episode to edit. I I was like freaking out, and then I couldn't remember like what we even did. And then it dawned on me, we didn't do anything because we're doing bi-weekly now. Like, I did. It was the weirdest fucking feeling. I did the exact same thing. (laughs) I was I was sitting there. I I think I I think I was actually a day late. Day late. I was. It was Monday, and I go, oh fuck. I never wrote the description for the new episode and stuff like that. And I was, oh, well, there is no new episode. And uh, you never do it anyway. Yeah, and yeah, also, I know, ne- well, usually around like Tuesday or Wednesday, I think about it. So, mm, yeah, that, that helps. <laughs> but if I'm not mistaken, you're on Facebook again. So, um, uh, don't, don't put that into the fucking Ethernet here, oh, dude. No. I'm not connecting anything from my past yet. The, so, uh, the fucking Q Shaman over here is going to get <laughs> deleted from Facebook again. <laughs> Shush, shush. <laughs> they uh, they haven't found my headdress yet. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, I'm 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 creeping my way back into. You know, the funny thing is, I have it now. And granted, I'm not like I have like five friends on. I'm adding like one person every like two days, just ever so slowly. Yeah. And my main picture is more of a giraffe than it is my own face. So I'm hoping that uh, that screws with the algorithm a little bit. It's so it's so weird. I don't understand. Like you've been deleted, you've been banned or deleted or whatever twice now. Yeah. Uh, seemingly for no reason. Well, well in one fairness, time, one first... time you did post a political cartoon, which was making fun of QAnon. But yep. your your theory is that they they must have seen that as support in some way. Yeah, I, I think that the algorithm literally just saw the word QAnon 
on the fo- on the picture. I think the algorithm can like make out what it is or something. I don't know. Okay. But it's really <clears> bizarre, it's whatever it is. Yeah. No idea why I got kicked off, but I'm back on it. But like I said, not trying to. <laughs> but, but then uh, the second time, there was literally no reason. <laughs> well, the second time, I made the second account like a, basically a copycat account. It was the same pictures. It was the same friends I added all at once. Yeah. Like it, was, it threw up a lot of red flags. So. Well. But it, that being it, said. At any rate, uh, welcome back. Welcome back, James. To Facebook and also back to the show. And um, also back to remote recording. <laughs> and also back to remote recording. If if we sound if we sound like Mike has edited out a lag, uh, first of all, we won't sound like that because Mike is a is a is a is a magician and makes it sound like we're in the same Fucking room. Fucking audio boss. We that's, are. That's, that's uh, yeah, I'm at my house tonight and I am 500 painful paces away from Mike. Um, 500, much 595 to be exact. But uh, uh, yeah, we had some. We had uh, just some sickness within within uh, our our general circle, and we just decided that it it would be safe just for at least this week until we are in the clear that we're uh, you know we're gonna do remote this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Absolutely. bummer because I thought that this was our last opportunity to do a show at Mike's apartment, but I think we're gonna do next week. Uh, we yeah, will, we, we will manage to squeeze one more week, so. one more show in next week at, at his apartment, and by then your apartment will basically be empty, so it'll be it fun. It will likely be empty or at least full of boxes. So yeah, so it'll be fun. We're just, like, gonna like, be, we're just gonna be posted up in the middle of all of your belongings, packed in boxes, and just yeah, it's um. It feels it feels like somebody died in here. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm looking to my left here, <clears throat> half of my collect my movie collection is like in boxes, and it's just white walls, and it's 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 sad. It looks like somebody it's died. A, it's a very depressing depressing sight around. And the, I can't uh, even see the apartment around you. I'm just what I see on the screen right now looks like somebody died. Does it? Yeah. Like me. Yeah, like just, like yeah mostly just your face. Yeah. That's <laughs> just how your face can't looks keep though. me can't keep me away from a good podcast. So I'll tell you that much. <laughs> All right, so I I had a thought today, James. Okay. Before we get into anything else, I had a thought today. All right. I was thinking about don't hurt the yourself, movie by did. the way, bud. I know, right? I was thinking about the movie we did, the uh, demonic. Not to get into it, spoilers. Oh, geez, spoilers. Um, it's on the fucking picture. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking about the movie and how it was like a weird take on the possession genre, right? And I was thinking about other movies that were like weird takes on like whatever genre they were like trying to be. Which made me think of Jaws, right? Like Jaws, you'll never change my mind on this. Jaws is 100% a slasher movie that is disguised as like an adventure action movie. Okay. Like 100%. Like okay. Bruce is a slasher. Stalks his victims. Hunts them down. They try to fight back. Doesn't always work. There's one, you know, Roy Scheider is the is the final girl. You know, like it's it's <laughs> and a cute it, one know, at that. All right. He rocks um, those shorty shorts. But like Jaws is a slasher movie. It's it is a horror <clears throat> movie. <clears throat> and that made my my brain go even further. And it made me dawn it made me dawn on something else. That another movie that is set in this time, like the family comedy genre. Mm-hmm. Is one hundred percent a slasher movie flipped on its head, and that movie is none other than John Hughes's Home Alone, and 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 here's the thing, I think that Kevin McAllister is the slasher, right? I don't think this is a new idea. I I've never heard it before. 
But I think like Harry and Marv are like sort of the final girls. They're kind of like the, the people you wouldn't expect to survive like anything and they have to learn as they go. And every time something bad is about to happen to him, you actually sort of feel for him. Yeah. And like Kevin McAllister, it's like like his house is sort of like Crystal Lake. And when like these outside people come into his turf, he tries to kill them in extremely <laughs> inventive ways. Well, that's uh, and like and 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 they all like the like Harry and Marv are sort of like the survivor girls at the very end. They sur- they they survive, but barely. And then Kevin McAllister survives also, just to do it again another day in Home Alone Two, where the antagonist or, comes back. Three or four back. more times. <laughs> like I, it's it's it it follows <clears throat> the slasher mentality, just kind of turned on its head and backwards. Uh, hold on. Hold on, hold on, man. This is gonna drive me nuts because somebody <laughs> just somebody just sent us, or at least sent me something just like this. Really? It was like relate. It was relating Home Alone to another slasher movie, mm-hmm. and it was like picture this: Kevin McAllister grows up to become so and so. I'd never seen that. And it and it lined up. I think it was fucking Brian who sent it to me. I'm and it was and it and it lined up perfectly. It was like Kevin McAllister continues down this like down this path of sadistic behavior mm-hmm. <laughs> and then becomes this this other slasher. Okay, then I'm not then I'm not crazy then. No, I'm not oh, the no, only one no, 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 this, ca- Well there was that there was that movie that we did on the show uh one time and I, I always forget the the uh well, there was a thing too, sorry, not not to cut you off, but there was a thing well, too yeah, where cut me off Macaulay Culkin came back and did a thing where he was like in a van and he was like Oh he's in an Uber Kevin- he was, or he's in an Uber playing yeah. Kevin McAllister older, though, and how fucked up he is oh, and all yeah, that. Yeah. I've that seen was that. Great. That was great. That was, like, his first, like, because he had been doing his uh, his band, his pizza band, you know? Yep. And and, and kind of, like, staying out of the spotlight. And that was kind of his return to, because I think it was a college humor thing or something like that, or fu- so, uh, Funny yeah. or Die, something like so. that. That was kind of, like, his return to, like, he, yeah. he came back in and did just this small little, like, three and a half minute short about how damaged he was by the whole situation about being left at home mm-hmm. which i thought it was brilliant i thought it was um good. there was there was a movie that we did on the show and you always described it to me when you saw it you're like it's basically home alone except for the kid actually kills people do you oh, remember that was that how was a holiday movie no 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 um, not that not that one not that oh, one. Oh, it's, uh, the aggression, the aggression scale. The aggression scale. Yes, I was, yes. I was, tra- I was like, I was like, I had names going through my head, and I was like, the extremity complex. Like I, what the? the ex- that sounds. That sounds like a post-hardcore new metal band. The extremity complex. Oh, that's a good name. Um, <laughs> I have too many arms. <laughs> the extremity <laughs> complex. <laughs> um, but yeah, the aggression oh, scale. Can you imagine the, that guy hardcore dancing though? <laughs> The aggression scale was it was essentially Home Alone, except for if if uh, Kevin McAllister actually started offing people. Yeah, pretty much. You know what I mean. <clears throat> so, like if, like if Kevin McAllister was like an actual psychopath, like I said, that I movie. Think, I think, and I, I think, think actually, I think you're absolutely right though. If you play out, <clears throat> if you continue to play out Kevin McAllister's, uh, you know, like his his uh, pattern of behavior. On into his adulthood, he would definitely become a serial killer or something. No, he's like that. already a psychopath. What kid sets up those kind of? Tra- <laughs> he sets up a blowtorch to blow in the guy's fucking face. Like this in the a, second movie, yeah. Like he sets like, up. Like he didn't come up. With, he didn't come up with all this shit in one night. No, not while, at all. While cooking his while cooking his Stouffer's mac and cheese. Oh no, absolutely like, not. He no, had he... been thinking about this shit for a while. 
like icing down a flight of fucking stairs on the concrete that would kill somebody. Well, I mean, that's not that's not you know what I, you know what I mean though. I'm just saying, like he <laughs> wanted to hurt these people. Like like he's a sociopath. Yeah. Well, I mean, but if somebody's breaking into your, I would I would want to hurt people who were breaking into my house too. Well, sure, I get that. But like he's I don't I don't have a though. baseball bat next to but my he's bed enjoying because it, though. because I'm gonna just like you know, you know like. Like, Fair. lightly tap them with it. Like, if somebody breaks into my house at Boop, night, I'm get gonna, out of here, man. I'm gonna bust Boop. their head open with it. <laughs> hey, you get out of here. I'm gonna hit them with chopsticks. Hey, now, Go. hey, now, you get out of here. I don't know. That was just a thought that I had, and I felt like I needed to talk this through with you on the show. I'm glad that you did. That was you an know? interesting conversation. It's the things I think about when I'm on the shitter at work, <laughs> <laughs> these are the things. <laughs> But, uh, uh yeah, man. Well, I I would ask you what you've been up to for the last two weeks, but gosh, packing. Take, that's it. Take Literally packing. I went on a I went on a bachelor party that destroyed my fucking life yeah. for about four days. Uh, uh, if I'm not I mistaken, ne- your life is still destroyed. Uh, my life is still destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> I will never do a weekend bender bachelor party again. Uh, I have I have been broken oh, this weekend. Like I am physically broken from this. Uh, never again. Michael. Actually, it doesn't even sound no, dude. It doesn't even sound fun. Like after you, you, this weekend, you're doing this. You're you're doing the thing. This is the what, thing. Which I'm never gonna drink again. No, 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 never, no, no. I'm never drinking that much again. No, it's not even until that. Until the it's, next time, it's, it's I don't do as I've gotten older. I don't handle hangovers well. So having to, so having to do a full night on a Friday night, right, of like heavy drinking, and then getting up and being expected to perform the next morning. I can't do it. Well, like I, I seriously, I can't fucking do it. Anymore. This is this, <clears throat> this is not something that's uh, um, happened with age for you. You've never been good at that. No, that's that's fair. I used to be a lot better at because the whole rally when, thing. Because though. when I got married eleven years ago, mm-hmm. and we went on my bachelor party, we've already told this story on the show. Oh yeah, oh yeah, plenty we, of times. We went hard on Friday night, and then Saturday when we were going out on the boat, you're like, Ugh, we don't need any beer. Nobody's gonna be drinking on the boat, and we're like, hey, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should listen to Mike, the voice of reason. And then we got on the boat, and like a half hour later, we're like, God, I wish I had like fifty-seven beers right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it made it a fun time where we had to pull the pontoon like to the side of the lake, and then walk out to a party store that we saw across the road. Like that was fun. That was at that was at Brian and uh, PJ's bachelor party. Oh, was it? Yeah. Nah, they're all get, they're all getting confused. <laughs> the thing is, uh, when I was when I was in my early twenties, though, like when I broke edge, right? <laughs> How cool do I sound? When I um, oh, damn, dude. when I when I broke edge though and started drinking and like all the years of not doing it, I realized this is really fun. And all the years of like not doing it caught up to me in my, my mid twenties. Yeah. Dude, I used to put it the fuck away when I would party. <laughs> and then I would roll over in the morning. I would eat fucking Mr. Pita because roommate Jen, mama Jen worked at Mr. Pita and would always bring <clears throat> bags of Pita for all the boys who were what strung was your, out in the fucking living room. What was your Pita of choice? Oh God, dude, I don't remember. I'm it's still so, listening. I haven't had Mr. I'm still listening to you. I'm gonna go kill a spider real quick. Oh, kill it, kill it dead. Yeah, I'm still listening um, though. What was your yeah, pedo no, of choice? But we used to. I I don't remember what it was. Honestly, probably like an Italian or something. But like, we would do that though, and we would just fucking rally and get up the next day, go to work because we would literally do it on work days, which was awful. Um, go to work, rally, be good, and we would do it again the next night, and it was a terrible way to live. But I was really, really good at it back then. And I also don't it's think fun, that I was. I also don't think, though, that I was mixing a lot back then. 
which probably had a lot to do with it. But that's the thing that kills me now. Like going out, like we did a pedal pub on Saturday, going out and doing a pedal pub where you're stopping at like five different bars, you're drinking, you know, pretty high octane beers, and then everybody wants to do fucking shots yeah. while you're out as well. Like it just fucking <laughs> kills me, man. Like I can't do it. And I know that that's what a bachelor party is about. And I never want to like say no to it, but I will say no to the two days in a row thing. I don't fucking need to do that anymore. I think that if I got invited to one, I'd be like, I'll meet you up there Saturday morning and I will <clears throat> be good for the day. But that's it. So uh, let's let's just assume that you're going to get engaged and married within the next, sure. you know, couple of years, whatever, right? Sure. <clears throat> you're you're telling me you you're just gonna have a one day thing? That's what a normal bachelor party is, James. A one night bachelor party. Nah. That's honestly, dude, I've thought about it. That's all I want. Like my brother's bachelor party was the most fun that I've ever had on one in terms of just doing like the going downtown, What'd get you guys a party do? bus. We we got up, we went oh, to you're dinner first. Me. Okay. Yeah. We went to we, we went to dinner first at uh, Gilbert's Lodge, because fucking Gilbert's. Right? Oh, Gilbert's. Fucking pizza, bro. Did you get the Reuben, bro? Uh no, it's fucking pizza, bro. Oh, pizza. Um no, so we started there. Whatever party bus picked all of us up from there from dinner. <clears throat> we had a keg in the back of the party bus. We did keg stands going down the freeway at you know eighty miles an hour, which was fantastic. Well, your bus um, driver was speeding. Well, probably. <laughs> um, but we get downtown or whatever, and then we just bar hopped. We just went from bar to bar to bar. We <clears throat> other things happened as well, but like it was a very standard. <laughs> it was a very standard bachelor party. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. that's what I like. Okay. Like that to me is my speed. Like, okay. I don't, the weekend thing's fun, but like, I just, I don't know, man. It's See, lost its luster for me a little bit. You can do a weekend thing and not, that's the thing is like, do you have, like, do you have to get that shitty every day? No, that, okay. So, okay. So that was the other thing. If I was to do a weekend, I would like, put my foot down like Friday night. We can have some beers, but it's a low key Friday night. Well, to prep for the next day. Well, you don't you know? have to put your foot down. You know that you can do your own thing, right? Not if it's my bachelor party. You know, you, like, you know you drinks have... are going to be forced down my throat. <laughs> That's true. Maybe that amongst true. other things. Um, but yeah, like, but, the, but the other part of it, too, the other part about the, the destination bachelor party, the night after like the main day, I really would rather wake up in my own fucking bed. That have to be somewhere and then drive two hours back, three oh, hours you're back. So, you're so old. I am, dude. Oh I, it's uh, here's what I say. Here's what I say we do <clears throat> for your for your bachelor party. Or oh, planning this out now? Yeah, we go up. We hike. We we hike the Porkies. Okay. Two days. Two days of hiking in the Porkies. <clears throat> right. Okay. It's like a twelve-hour drive, so maybe it's not a great idea for a bachelor party. We'll get it. We'll, we'll get a puddle jumper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Done. We know people who fly helicopters, right? We do. Yeah. And jets. And jet. Yeah. Dude, so we know people. Yeah. We get. We get it. We hop on a private jet. We go up to the UP. We hike the Porkies. You know, take a couple bottles of whiskey out into the woods with us. Maybe get attacked by a bear. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll Make see where the weekend. The we'll see where the weekend the takes us. Yeah. I mean, it's all gold. So that's that's we, my. We come back. We come back on the pile jumper where there's a bear with us. Like, yeah, this is bear. We met him on the we met him on the trail. He's he's one of us now. Yeah, this is uh, this is grills. Bear grills. Oh my god, I would I would absolutely name a bear grills. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. He uh, he only drinks his own piss. I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Oh, man. Anyway, speaking of huge mistakes, why don't we get into some corrections from the last two weeks? Or last two weeks ago. I don't know. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James. Uh, I have two corrections. You said Anything. that you have a whole slew. So let's see what we got here. Uh, you want to start? Uh, sure. Do it. Uh... <laughs> Uh, first of all, I just, I, I, this isn't so much a correction as it is. I was listening to the episode mm-hmm. and we go, we go, we have a major announcement and then we're, and then you go, all right, I'll put something really cool right here. <laughs> and you just put you going major announcement. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> and I wanted to commend you on that for being, oh, yeah, thanks. for being as awesome as you said it was going to be. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Um, also, uh, let's, let's see here. Uh, I am in fact not fit for Mensa. Oh no. Okay. Um, I, what is, what is the Mensa? Well, Mensa, in order to be, uh, inducted into Mensa, I, I, I believe what we talked about was it's, it's, there's two different, um, there's two different metrics that they use. And one is like, you have to have 135 and one is like a 140 or something like that. Right. Okay. Okay. So I actually, I was bored today because I, I took my daughter to gymnastics and I was just sitting there. Mensa has an IQ test that you can take on their website. And I took it. And I am not fit for Mensa. <laughs> uh, according to the Mensa website, I have an IQ of 110. Which oh, does, which, that, which does bad, it puts me in the high average, which I'm pleased with. Uh, like, I, I gotta take this now. I've, I gotta I've never, take this now. I've, if we take a break, how long did it take you to do it? Uh, tw- well, that's the thing. There's a time limit. You have 25 minutes to do it. Okay. And I got down to the wire. I had like three questions left, and so and they're them. all it's it's all pictures. It's all like figuring out patterns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I had three left, and so I just guessed on the last three, just oh, so right. that I. <laughs> so, uh, but you have a 25 minute time limit. <clears throat> Um, and you're not penalized for getting any wrong. So they say, you know, like, you know, if you can't think of what it is, just guess. Uh, so yeah, according to Mensa, I have an IQ of 110, which I'm, I'm not, I'm I'm okay with that. That's not bad. Um, uh, Anna Lily Amapur, I believe you called her Anna. Anna Lily. You called her. Anna Anna Lily Amapur? Her name is Anna Lily Amapur. You called her something else. I can't remember. Okay. What you called her, but you said her name wrong. Uh, So, yeah, apologies to her. And then the last thing is um, the crow. What's that? I said, because she's a fan. She's listening. Yeah, she's listening. Apologies to you. You know she's listening. Uh, You you were searching for the word for what the crow is to Eric Draven, not the harbinger. It is his familiar. Familiar. That's it. Yep. So, yep. yeah, that's my corrections for the week. Okay, mine was uh, the female rapper from uh, D'Antward. Her name is Yulandi. Yulandi. Yulandi, or Yolandi. Scary um, hot. And then the, uh, right? Mm-hmm. She's the kind of girl that, like, like she, you'd let her kill you in the sack. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would uh, expect my it. Other, I would expect my, it. My <laughs> other correction is one that I didn't actually look up. It was, how do you say the director of Censor's first name? Primo, Primo or Prando or Prado? Oh, uh, Prano, or, Prano Bailey Ray? Prano Prido. I'm I'm Prano. still I don't know for sure. It's I, it's I either know. Prano or Prano. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna assuming. call her Primo because that movie was Primo. How about <laughs> the that? movie was Primo, dude. <laughs> All unlike, right. Anyway, <laughs> unlike the fucking mask that they made. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. All right. Um. Okay. Cool. That is corrections, James. Yes, dude. Doing? What are we doing this week? Uh. So this week we decided to uh, check out the new 
Neil Blomkamp movie, yeah. Demonic. We're big Neil Blomkamp fans over uh, we are We are fans of Neil Blomkamp. We talked about him on the show last week and his uh, the fact that he's probably never, ever going to make an alien movie and how Ridley Scott probably saw Chappie and thought that, you know, he didn't want this guy handling one of his his uh, properties. <clears throat> Which I will I will add to that real quickly. Um, I actually, this was not intentional necessarily. Okay. I was looking for something to listen to at work the other day and I just got a new phone. So I'm like reprogramming, you know, you find, you know, like three months after you get a new phone, you realize, oh, I haven't used this in a while. I got to re-sign up for it. Sure, sure. So I'm realizing that I didn't have any of my podcast apps loaded back into my my app that I use uh-huh. or podcast um, subscriptions loaded back into my app. So I put back in Joe Rogan and I'm going through like his his guests or whatever. And he had Neil Bloomkamp on a couple uh, couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. So I listened to that, and he really goes into depth. I mean, not a lot. It's it's nothing necessarily crazy new, but it's kind of everything in one place. Uh, he talks about Alien. He talks about the making of Demonic. He talks about his other films. He talks about they talk about UFOs like crazy, like a ton. It's a really talks about like Bob Lazar and stuff like that, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, did you listen to it? No, I just I I wanted to because you told you recommended it to me and I ran out of time, but I saw that some of the clips what yeah. they were talking about was like Bob Lazar yeah, well, UFOs. Joe Rogan's stuff. wearing uh, was wearing a T-shirt that was the sketch of the alien craft that Bob Lazar described. Oh, right on. And right so on. that's how they got on that. But they went back to aliens a lot throughout the whole thing, and his fascination with it, and you know what his movies mean. It's it's just a really really good listen. So that's all. A little plug <laughs> for Joe Rogan's show. You're welcome, Joe. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, just figured I'd put that out there. You know, you're not supposed to be a fan of Joe these days, right? Why not? I don't know, because he's like telling people to take ivermectin and shit like that. It's ivermectin. Do we we not want to get into this? I don't want to get into it. I okay. I don't I don't care. I I, I don't know what it is. I so we'll that, talk. We'll talk I, after. I think that people can talk about whatever the fuck they want. But <laughs> that's cool. Uh, because because Joe Rogan has a lot of listeners, people think that he shouldn't be able to express his opinions. Oh, that's which, which, hey, Joe Rogan has shitty opinions sometimes. Yeah, so I think I, th- I think that's I think it's fair to say that uh, that just because he's the biggest podcaster in the world doesn't mean that he's not gonna at some time. Oh, no, like have shitty opinions. He absolutely no, has shitty opinions sometimes. He's yeah, he's he has his opinions, and I can tell like there if he has an opinion that I disagree with, I'm like okay, cool, I disagree with that. Yeah, yeah. His his opinions are way better than Nicki Minaj's opinion on testicle swelling and the COVID vaccine. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you heard about that, it's, right? It's because you're not supposed to inject the the COVID, <laughs> the, the COVID vaccine directly into your balls. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> No, it's just like that's exactly what you just said. Like, I don't write people off because they have shit opinions sometimes. Like, sure. I, I yeah. don't, I don't, I, I take offense to very few things in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I, I have my own thoughts about things. Sure. So, like, if somebody says something that I disagree with, I simply disagree with them and then I move on with my life. It doesn't what mean I, like I have about- to. Doesn't mean I have to fucking write them off. You know what I mean? Yeah. What I like about Rogan too, though, is that like if he has an opinion and then changes his opinion on something, he'll flat out say, "I've oh, changed yeah. my mind on this," yeah. and he'll say why. Like he's a very learned guy. Sure. Which I like about him. Sure. Um, and he just likes to talk to people. Like that's a. Is it? That's okay. The, ironic. Ironic. Uh, double back here. Is it learned or learned? Like is he a very I think it's learned both. guy? Is it's it both? both. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It'd be ironic if I got that word he's, wrong. He's. In, in that context, he's. I guess so. you could say he's studious. Ooh, 
I like that. But the, that's the thing. Like I, he's studiously learned. I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> he's studiously well read and learned. Uh, and that's it. Like I, I don't. It's it's not like he's a genius or anything like that. No, he just no, takes, he's not. He's he just, just a takes dude in, that likes to learn about stuff. He just takes in a lot of information, you know. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. That's that's uh, that's fine. Like I, right, he's, back to back he's to kind what of, we were doing. He's though. kind of a fucking meathead, and he, you know, like he's got some dumb fucking takes on stuff sometimes. Sure. But who gives a shit? So do we. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 for sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, what were we talking about? What we're doing this week. We got oh. really sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, we got super sidetracked. <laughs> so anyway, this week we were talking about uh, Neil Blom- Blomkamp's new movie, uh, Demonic. And to go along with that, Michael picked up... What do we got here? Ah, oh, shit. I just fucking... Uh, this it. is from Black Project, Spontaneous you, uh... and Wild Ales. Right. Oh, wow. Right. And this is Wiretap... Holy shit. I think that works, right? Wiretap Dry Hopped Sour Ale with Vanilla. Yeah, I'm into it. That but sounds wire, like... An... like... Yeah, that I sounds think, like an that, explosion of flavors. I would say that wiretapped is a, is a good description of what goes on in this movie, right? Uh, yeah. They they wiretap into the fucking girl's brain. Yeah. Well, that and also they they're tap like into her consciousness. Well, that and also they're they're they bugged her house. Well, yeah, but like the whole point of the movie though is kind of like them bugging the chick's brain who's in like a coma. Yeah. Like they they like what's the point of a wiretap? The point of a wiretap is to be watching when no one knows that you're watching and that's yeah, literally to, what they uh, do to intercept the information exactly that is otherwise uh you know kept between two other people yeah exactly yeah this is so. uh totally works uh innovation in the research and development of spontaneous fermentation spontaneous i like i like that uh i don't really have i don't have a read up for this one or anything like that a write up rather it smells odd <clears throat> Like it, there's oh, it there's a hint of the vanilla in the smell, but well, that's the thing is like a sour with vanilla. I don't know. Let's find out, James. Like, what do we? This could what be, do we get? What are we getting this, at here? What do we? This could tr- be hit or miss. <clears throat> okay, let's uh, let's not beat around the bush on this one. Let's just dry hop sour ale with vanilla. Let's go for it. All right. Cheers, sir. Cheers, bud. Oh my, that is bizarre. I almost don't taste the vanilla though. The vanilla is very slight. Really? That's very all I slight. taste. I taste. I, I I I get the sensation of sour. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then all I taste is vanilla. Hold on a second. <clears throat> you don't have COVID, do you? <laughs> you can't taste shit. No, it's really... there. It's there. It's. When I think of when I think of strong vanilla flavors, though, I think of something like I don't know why this is what I always go back to. I think of like vanilla Coke because the vanilla see, flavoring in vanilla Coke is so over the top strong. See, and that's weird that you say that because I was actually just about to compare this to vanilla Coke in beer really? in beer okay. form. No, like I, I like I'm I getting I'm getting it. like I said I'm getting the <laughs> sensation of like bitterness on my tongue, mm-hmm. and other than that, like the only flavor profile that I'm getting is vanilla. It's like cutting through hard. It's really weird. No, it's it's good though. It's actually surprisingly a lot better yeah. than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's really. Um, I would love to get some other people's opinions on this one. Honestly, I'm kind of like, uh, I've never I've never tasted a beer like this before. Neither have I. That's it's re- fucking weird. <laughs> it's really weird. 
That's really weird. Kind we gotta get movie. Nicole. We gotta kind get like Nicole this on this one. We gotta kind get like Nicole this... on this one. Oh, we we should because <clears throat> she's up. she hates everything, especially COVID vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> and how <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to the show. No, um, no. This is kind of like the movie, though. You know, it's a weird take on an established genre. So oh, yeah. that actually that actually works. Look at you, more dude. One. Look at you, making right. something out of nothing. Uh, I respect that about you. Uh, anyway, that's what we're drinking. Thanks, Appreciate it. That's what we're talking about. Oh, let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. <laughs> All right, James. Uh, so last week, uh, or last week, last two weeks, two weeks ago, we decided to uh, end our streak by talking about a guy that passed away that was not quite really in the genre, but, you know, sort of dabbled toes toes in the water kind of deal with Ed Asner. Just dipping him in. Uh, this week, we have three deaths. So they're coming back. They're coming in hot. Uh, only one of which was really attached to the horror genre, but they all definitely deserve mentioning. Uh, so this is back <clears throat> on August 19th, actually. We completely missed this one. Uh, back then, and uh, I'm bringing it up now because it's a legendary death that we somehow missed. Yeah. Uh, 82 years old, uh, actor Sonny Chiba passed away. Oh. Uh, martial yeah. arts legend Sonny Chiba. Okay. Uh, he played, uh, he was in Kill Bill. He was the guy that gave uh, Uma Thurman uh, her sword. He was right. like, the chef at the uh, was it a sushi restaurant. I think that's what it was. Uh, and he, and he made the sword for. Uh, I can't remember. I haven't Something seen like Kill that. Bill in years, dude. Yeah, he was also in the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift movie that I have come around to a lot. Um, he was the Yakuza boss. He was like the uh, the the father of the guy that was fucking with the uh, the American in in Japan. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot he was actually in that movie, but he was like his. He made his name though, obviously, in tons of martial arts films, uh, starting in the '60s. Uh, he passed away at the age of 82 due to COVID compl- complications. Oh man, really? Yeah, it's super big bummer. Um, he does have another movie coming out posthumously uh, that was called The Bond of Justice Kizuna. So I don't know if that was a, uh, a foreign film, American film. I have no idea, but um, but yeah. Okay. This, uh, yeah. So Vito texted us and said, "You guys didn't even mention Sonny Chiba on the show yeah. last week," and I didn't know what he was talking. I, I actually, like, like you said, I hadn't even heard that he had passed away. I um, Mike mentioned it to me in because he's a big martial arts fan. He loves yeah. martial arts movies and whatnot. Oh yeah. Um, not 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 that he loves martial arts. <clears throat> he just likes the movies of martial arts. <laughs> of course. Big fan of judo. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, he uh, he mentioned it to me, and we we absolutely did skip it by though because it wasn't in our standard places of looking for deaths. Quite frankly, sure, yeah. Um, but he absolutely deserves a mention here. Yeah. Um, next up, we have uh, rest in peace to actor Michael K. Williams. Yeah, this one sucks. Yeah, that was, sucks uh, because of the circumstances. It sucks because yeah. he was so young, fifty four years old. Uh, he passed away uh, two weeks ago uh, on September sixth. Uh, it, uh, I believe it was December 6th, um, Monday. He was found on Monday. Uh, if that was the 6th, I'm not sure. But um, No, the 6th was like two weeks ago, dude. Yeah, that's, this, that's what this was. Oh, okay, all right. Remember, James, we're doing the show. Oh, yeah, we're doing this every later. two weeks, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, he uh, passed away from an apparent overdose of what looked like heroin. Ugh, uh, was what one of the news reports was saying. You know, it sucks. It 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 Awful. goes to show that even people that seem like they're doing well, no one no one ever really has it all together, and it, yeah. it's it's a sobering reminder of that. Yeah. You know, um, and it sucks though. You know, he was in most recently Love uh, Lovecraft Country. Uh, he's been in a ton of other stuff though. The Bring Wire, the I think he was, I, he was really. The known, Wire was his really, big one. Yeah, really well known for The Wire. He was in RoboCop, uh, The Purge, Anarchy, Ghostbusters. I think the new one, uh, Assassin's Creed, tons of stuff. Like he's, yeah, just tons of projects all over the map. Um, yeah, great career. Rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. That yeah. one sucks. Yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, and this one hurt, I think, the most for me, even though it's not even genre. Yeah. This one just fucking sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. Oof. Passed away on the 16th, so two days ago as of today. Uh, we're recording this on the 18th. So he passed away two days ago. Uh, apparently he had cancer that no one really knew about. Kept yeah. it very close to the chest. A nine-year battle with cancer. Oh, um, I didn't read that. Nine years? Yeah. Oh shit! Which is crazy, uh, and I yeah, like nobody, read... nobody knew about it. And none of his friends, none of his coworkers, not like nobody knew about it. Which did I he... actually did anybody did anybody say what kind of cancer it was by chance? Uh, I don't. I I read, read a couple any... of things though, and I didn't see <clears throat> anything on that. I haven't read anything um, about that. Um, no. Yeah, so it's, sixty-one it's... years old though, you know, it just it just sucks. You know, he started started his career as a writer on Roseanne. I didn't actually know that. Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously, he's best known for Saturday Night Live. His weekend update was fucking legendary. Yeah. Um, his 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 fucking not. <laughs> didn't he do um uh, uh what's his name on Celebrity Jeopardy? Oh, uh, he, he was Burt Reynolds. Uh, Burt Reynolds. Oh Burt Reynolds. my god. His Burt Reynolds on Celebrity Jeopardy was maybe one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen on that show. Um, yeah, I most recently I know him as the uh, gelatinous. He was he was like the gelatinous uh, blob alien and blob thing on the Orville, which is yeah. a show that is a guilty pleasure of mine. I fucking love that show. Yeah, um, he was on that. He did a voice on that. The, what really though, I what really turned me on to Norm Macdonald. I had never even heard of him. Before I saw the movie Dirty Work, and mm. that movie still, you know, I always forget about it. I'm not well, I think everybody that's I, I, that's that's most people's, uh, you know, like main exposure to Norm. Well, his first, I think that was like his first mainstream movie, though, too. Mm. Like it was like yeah, it was like everyone outside of SNL and stuff. But like, well, I, th I think it might have been after he was fired from SNL. It was, it was. But like for for me, I never watched SNL. Like back in the day, like my parents, <clears> like my parents were. You know that that kind of humor was not gonna was not gonna fly in Hagman household, uh -uh. right? Um, but you know, like, but Dirty Work though was the first movie that I saw that I remember like literally just dying at, like, mm -hmm. you know, maybe not the first movie, but like you know of that genre, like that was like the first adult comedy that I remember just dying at. So that movie will always hold a a, a very soft spot in my heart. I can remember because my my parents watched SNL a lot when I was younger. I can remember watching my parents watch Norm Macdonald during the OJ trial and stuff okay. like that. And that's where he that's where he really shined. That's actually the reason he got fired was because really? of the OJ trial. Yeah, because he kept, because the uh, the like executive producer of SNL was really good friends with OJ. Oh. So he so he came to him and he said, "You got to stop doing OJ bits. Stop doing it." And Norm just wouldn't. He just kept going at it. 
and uh and and he eventually got fired for it which i respect you know like like that was that was what people needed to hear people needed to hear exactly because no you know the 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 media wasn't going to say anything about it anything like they weren't sure. going to they weren't going to say what was really you know the the tr- like the, the the single the single greatest line probably i mean there was tons and tons like you go back and you watch norm's um all of his bits about oj but like the one that really sealed the deal was after the oj verdict and the, and he it came back not uh not guilty mm-hmm. <laughs> he just goes like the the thing pops up behind him and he says well it's official folks uh murder is legal in california <laughs> And like that's the thing. It's like he he held on to that. He held on to that all throughout the trial, and and like never wavering. And that, no, no, because it was it was it was obvious to everybody with half a fucking brain that oh, OJ sure. actually killed those people. Of course, and and well, he was. You don't write a book would, called "If I Did It." If you, right, exactly. Uh, come on. And he wasn't going to pull any punches about it, and they didn't like it, so they fired him. Norm McDonald was one of the funniest people alive, dude. So yeah, funny. he was so funny. He was a legend, and also legendary is the fact that he looks so much like Joe Bob Briggs at the end of his life. <laughs> he did. They Absolutely did. Yeah, for Absolutely sure. Absolutely did. <laughs> I will. I, I might post a, a picture to social media and just put them up next to each other. Fucking yeah, legend. That's funny. So rest in peace, uh, Norm Macdonald. Absolutely. You will absolutely be missed. Okay. Let's get into some news. Uh, biggest news of the week, James. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> biggest news of the week, I... Uh, I Asterisk to me. I'm not a big Funko Pop fan collector, right? Okay. I don't collect Funko Pops. Sure. But there's one coming out you better goddamn believe I'm buying. Okay? They are releasing the Funko Pop of Mr. DNA from Jurassic Park. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's awesome. I don't know why that's so exciting to me, but bingo, bango, dino DNA. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because you don't even have the Ash, Ash Williams Funko Pop, do you? Uh, no, I don't. The only Funko Pop that... Oh, no. Um, Yes, I do. You do have... Oh, actually, have yes, one. you do. Right I have down... one. Yeah, I do have one. It's right down to the left of where I usually where sit. Where you're normally at. Yeah. yeah okay, the, only okay. other, the only other Funko Pop I have is BB-8 from the new Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah. And my niece gave that to me for Christmas. Oh, isn't that cute? <clears throat> yeah, he, he watches over my, uh, my vinyl collection. But uh, <laughs> yeah, better believe that Mr. DNA is coming home with this guy whenever he's released. Only That's at Target, awesome. if you want one. Oh. Um, let's see here. Uh, into real news. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is stepping into the directing chair for a new take on the 80s classic Flight of the Navigator. Ha <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck was that? It was, it, was, it was my poor attempt at doing a Pee Wee Herman laugh. What does that have to do with anything? Paul Rubens played the fucking voice of the spaceship, dumbass. Oh, did he? I've never actually seen Flight oh of the Navigator. Oh my god, Michael. I, dude, I, when I was a kid, it was not even on my radar. I never saw it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where the fuck, like, what did you do when you were younger? I, I, there's all these movies that, like, that were quintessential young people movies that you've never seen. I don't understand what you were watching. I was, I was watching, like, uh, Fred Penner and stuff like that. So know. was I. I. I don't know. 
Apparently but, in between wa- but in between watching Fred Penner and Eureka's Castle, I was watching oh, fucking Eureka's Fight of the Navigator, dude. Castle. Oh, I don't understand dude, you sometimes. Dude, dude, just because you had a better fucking upbringing than me doesn't yeah. mean you got to rub it in my goddamn face. Yes, time. it does. That's exactly <laughs> what that means. Anyway, Bryce Dallas be, Howard will be, be better, Bob the and new. The, I'm talking <laughs> over you. The new take on Flight of the Navigator for Disney+. Plus. Uh, not much is known about it right now, other than the fact that... Uh, it's going to have a female-led twist on it this time. So what it's going tw- to be... What a twist. What a twist. <laughs> That's so not a twist. A... That's not a twist anymore. I'm sorry. It's really not. No, it's actually like, pretty, pretty Like every time they do a new uh, a, a new, uh, new take on an old movie... It's getting the 2020 treatment. That's right. pretty much right. That's pretty much what it means. Which I don't care. There's nothing Whatever. wrong I about give, it. I no, but shit. I mean... Yeah, go ahead. Make it. It's. It's. Is it going to be good? I don't know. I who knows? Bry- maybe. Bryce Dallas Howard. She's done. She's done some episodes of uh, shit. What is it that she's been directing? Like she's, uh, a, she's TV a, or I think yeah, I think TV. I can't remember what it was. But I'm she's. Sure. I like Bryce Dallas Howard. Maybe correction for next week. She's yeah, uh, no, she's, she's great. She's, she's talented. Great. She's a very talented actress. I I I I I hear that she's a a very good director. So mm-hmm. I've got no problem with this. I want to see the movie <laughs> where. But don't the call aliens... it a twist. I want to see the movie where the aliens come to Earth and they 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 abduct like a Siamese twin and then they get it up there and like what the this is this isn't normal <laughs> why why are there two of them <laughs> what it's gonna be talking funny. about I don't know give give them give them give them like a a type of human they've never seen before and just watch them be confused I don't know that's funny to me <laughs> that would be a twist. <laughs> What the twist? <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of new takes on things, uh, we talked before that there was rumors that uh, there's a new Twisted Metal game coming out. And with the new game, there was going to be a live-action TV series, right? It was mm-hmm. rumors up until this week, James. <clears throat> uh, the rumors are true. There is a live-action Twisted Metal series coming from the writers of Zombieland, which really? bodes well. And they have a star attached in Anthony Mackie. I'm fucking in, dude. Do I? Oh, is that? Uh, he's uh, the Falcon. Is, is that the Falcon? The, yeah. Okay. Dude. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's great. Cool, man. Uh, yeah. So who, I'm like totally into it. Love is it. He, is he? So is he a new character, or is he supposed to be one of the twist, like the well, no idea metal... because, because the characters before were only cars. <laughs> right. So I have no idea who he's playing. Wait, didn't but, they um, do a thing? Didn't they do a thing in the game where they showed the driver standing outside of the car? You know what they might have? I didn't play a lot of the games. I only remember the very first like iteration of it, honestly. Yeah, I, me and I my cousin used to play like the, the shit out of the first one. It was like I, Twisted I Metal Black was one. There's yeah. like Twisted Metal, like whatever. I never played a lot of them. But um but yeah, Anthony Mackie will star in the lead role of John Doe in the half an hour live action TV series. And insiders say Stony Pictures Television and PlayStation Productions are extremely high on the package. And uh the plan is in the works to take it to buyers soon. Mackie will also executively produce the series. So that's right pretty on. cool. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm, I mean, uh, it's just like fun, mindless fucking car chases and explosions it's, it's, and shit. Like why not? A Mad Max style demolition derby. What's it's, not to love? It's about Mad it? Max and and Death Race and yeah, Death Race. Yeah, even know. better, Death Race. It's like, um, okay. Speaking again of old movies becoming or new, old things becoming new things, um, the Lost Boys is coming back to the big screen. They okay. are remaking the Lost Boys. Okay. Uh, starring. <laughs> Let me guess. It's going to be called. The Lost Girls. <laughs> no. Well, no. I mean, not yet. Not yet, at least. Uh, let's see here. It's going to be starring Jaden Martell, who was in It, 
Oh yeah, yeah, kids yeah. and it. Yeah, and then also he, he uh, Big Bill, uh, jo- uh, Noah Jupe, who was in A Quiet Place Part Two. He was the son, I believe, in Quiet Place Part Two. I still not actually seen that yet. There was no, there was no son. Uh, well, there's a young. Uh, put it this way: there's a young boy. I, I thought he was. Yeah, there's a son. Is there? It's uh, it's what's the, her name's son. I thought the son. Spoiler alert! I thought that the son uh, gets fucking killed in a quiet well, place. Whoever it is, I haven't seen the movie. Whoever's whoever it is, <laughs> uh, he's from that or whatever. So those two are in it. Uh, it doesn't say anything about you know uh, what it's going to be. If there's going to be any new twists, if it's just a straight up remake, no idea. But uh, that is happening. So right that's, on, right that's on. interesting. Okay. I don't know that we need a new Lost Boys. That movie's pretty timeless, but yeah, you that's, know. that's the thing. I'm like, like I said, I don't like if you want to make if you want to remake shit, uh, whatever. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't give a shit. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's just like, is it necessary? Yeah, probably not. It's not necessary. Probably not. Um, I, okay. I, I, I like the I like the idea that if somebody watches the new Flight of the Navigator, they will then seek out the original Flight of the Navigator. Hopefully that's what will happen with you, you piece of shit. Um, oh, fuck off! I'll watch it. But uh, I, yeah, I get it's. It's just like why? Yeah. Why are we no, doing I this? Get, like, I, come I, up with some I, original I content. I don't know. Um, so this is exciting, maybe to just like me and people like me. But uh, I was a big fan of Bones. You know that. Watched that show from beginning to end. Uh, big fan of uh, David Duchovny and uh, not David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> David Boreanaz, wrong wrong TV series. Uh, David Boreanaz and Emily Deschanel. <laughs> you talking about Red Shoe Diaries, bro? Yeah, ooh, 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 <laughs> I'm into that. Uh, David Boreanaz on Red Shoe Diaries. <sighs> Come on, he he's no angel. <laughs> Get it? Get oh, it? Oh boy. Anyway, uh, there is a new uh, thriller coming out, new movie coming out that. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, a limited series to Netflix, not a movie. It's a limited series to Netflix okay. called Devil in Ohio. And this is going to bring Emily Deschanel back to the small screen. Um, and it sounds very Bones-esque. It's uh, a suspenseful thriller is inspired by a true story and best-selling book. Uh, when a hospital psychiatrist, Dr. Suzanne Mathis, shelters a mysterious cult escapee, her world is turned upside down as the strange girl's rival threatens to tear her own family apart. She plays like a psychiatrist or whatever. It's doctory, sort of kind of like her Bones character. So I'm very excited about this. Like if you're a fan of Bones, this will this will get you going a little bit. I like how it's set in I Ohio think. because the writers knew that Ohio is basically hell. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. The devil is definitely in Ohio. The devil <laughs> in Ohio. The devil in hell. Uh, yep. All right, James. What is coming out on Shiny Silver Records? Mm. New on Laserdisc this week is... Uh, <clears throat> Roto Sayegis is I don't know how to say his name. I apologize. Roto Sayegis. Sayegis? Is it a dinosaur? <laughs> it does sound like a dinosaur. <laughs> uh, don't Breathe right. 2 is currently on demand and will soon be making its way to 4K and Blu-ray from Wait, Sony what is Pictures. Roto Sy- what does Roto Sayegis Sy- have It's to the do director of Don't Breathe 2. Oh, okay. I did not actually know that. You dumbass. Continue. Uh, this release, which will be available on October 26th, will feature not only terrible cover art, but also a whopping 14 minutes of special features. Beat that, Scream Factory. Dang. <laughs> 14 minutes, huh? 14 whole minutes of wow. special features. And did you did you see the cover art? I did not, no. It's fucking, Is it bad? It's atrocious, dude. All it's right, awful. I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up. Um, Keep going. 
All right, moving on here. Escape Room, Tournament of Champions, Adam Robitel's follow-up to his 2019 film Escape Room will be available digitally on September 21st, followed by an October 5th Blu-ray release. According to Robitel, for fans of Escape Room, there are two versions of the movie to experience. The extended cut, the extended cut, which should appropriately be called the alternate cut, has a whole bunch of cool mythology and behind the scenes of Minos. Uh, Isabel Furman is incredible, and I'm glad this cut is getting its day in the sun. This extended cut will feature 25 minutes of brand new footage, which, if you did the math, is nearly double the amount of Don't Breathe 2 special features. <laughs> and that's just in the film runtime. So way to that's go, Sony. Awesome. You're killing it. Um, also, I'm, I'm kind of interested. This is off topic, but uh, it, there, there's a sequel to The Orphan coming out. It's a prequel. A pre a prequel, it's a prequel, yeah, with Isabel it's about her Furman. First, it's about her first kill, yeah, with Isabel Apparently, Furman, who was just mentioned in in this uh, Blu-ray release, and yeah, and in and in this article for Escape Room Tournament of Champions, there's a picture of Isabel Furman. She doesn't look like she's ten years old anymore. So I don't know how the I don't know how they're gonna. I do think a, they're I think they're probably digitally de-aging her, but from everyone oh that has talked about it, they said it looks incredible. So really, I mean, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I, hold judgment. I but. hope, dude, because that shit doesn't work. It, it doesn't work in 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 a lot of cases. It like it doesn't. Like the Irishman. The Irishman. The Irishman. The Irishman. Like <laughs> the shit that they tried to do with Bob De Niro, like de-aging him. Fuck, mm-hmm. that looked terrible. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, great. But also, uh, you're also talking about like Isabel Furman's what in her late twenties? I don't know, early thirties. Now? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I have no idea. Trying to de-age her is much easier than trying to de-age uh, an 80-year-old Bob De Niro to look True. like he's in his 30s, of course. But uh, anyway, currently available for pre-order is the limited edition 4K release of Adam Wingard's 2014 film The Guest from UK company Second Sight Films. The release, which uh, will hit shelves on October 25th, will contain a long list of new special features. Slipcase with new artwork by Adam Strothard, uh, which looks... Pretty awesome. Have you seen card? Strokehard. <laughs> Strothard or Strothard. I don't know. Uh, it looks awesome. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, it, looks, it looks good. You should look it up. Uh, six collector's cards and a 160-page book containing essays, story, bir- st- st- story birds, and behind-the-scenes photos and more. Nice. Um, this is a big one. Okay. M. Night Shyamalan's new film, Old. Ooh. New film, Old. New film, Old. We'll be headed to DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K UHD on October 19th, and I will be giving a colonoscopy to a French architect named Jean-Pierre LaRue before revealing myself to be the satanic mastermind behind the K-pop band BTS and their quest for world domination. What the fuck are you talking about? Bet you didn't see that coming. (laughs) I did not. (laughs) What a twist! How uh, awesome would it be if he had a film that he made like before The Sixth <clears throat> Sense that was called New, and then he followed up his new film Old with his old film New. <laughs> now that's a fucking twist you didn't see coming. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. <laughs> you just scrambled my brain. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that and the five beers I've had. Uh oh, <clears throat> Rob Zombie's film 31 is returning is returning to Blu-ray in time for Halloween. Only this time, hopefully the victims of the sadistic carnival brought armor-piercing rounds because you know that sucker's coming back in stunning steelbook packaging. I do like the art on this. 
the art looks like pretty decent. Honestly, uh, the art does look pretty good. Yeah, like I'm not gonna say that it's worth it to pick it up still, but like at least it's got cool art. Yeah, to so put that art on an on, on like a new special edition Blu-ray. That's what I ask. Yeah, like put that on like a slipcover for a new Blu-ray. Yeah, that's all Fuck we ask. The steelbook. That's all we ask. That's it. Uh, October October 26th, you can pick that one up. Okay. At Target, exclusively at Target. And that's it, bud. Okay, great. Uh, <clears> our <throat> last bit of news here, James. I need to uh, screen cap you here, cause um, screen share, you mean? Yeah, or screen share. So we we've known for a long time that Amazon Prime was in the process of making, and I know what you did last summer series. Okay. We were very into this, right? Because mm-hmm. we love those movies. It's a good summertime treat. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, we were looking forward to it. Well, the trailer was released this week. And dare I say, James, that it looks absolutely fucking terrible. It <laughs> looks <laughs> awful. It looks worse, to me at least, it looks worse than a fucking CW show. And I need to ask you a question. This is where this screen sharing comes into play. Okay, all right. I need to ask you something. Why, oh why, James, does the cover look like a porno cover? Oh my God, what the <laughs> fuck? Uh. I know what you did last summer, yeah, so do I. Bukakis everywhere. Bukaki. Apparently this person needs like, to drink more fuck? water, too. Like, that is... <laughs> that that's is thick. That's the splooge of somebody that's, who is severely dehydrated. It's so ropey. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That is the worst. Like, like, look at this guy up in the upper right-hand corner. That is so fucking bad. What the fuck am I it's, looking it's at, It's supposed dude? to be honey for some reason. I don't know why. Apparently, there's something to do with honey in the show. Why? But it, it just looks terrible, though. That was a bad fucking... Well, and everybody's nude. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't, I didn't even notice that. I was Everybody, too busy looking, Nobody's wearing a shirt. I was too busy looking at the splatter on their face. <laughs> I didn't fucking... even notice that. <laughs> You're right. What? What's going on here? Apparently, they all tried out for fucking gang bang or gang bus, bucks bang. What's it called? Bang bus. That's it. Bang, bang bus, bus last year. That's hey, are the on summer. the on the bottom on the bottom row? Are those two people on the? Are those two girls on the right the same person? Oh my god! Are there twins? Are they twins? I have no idea. Maybe twins, there's twins. Basil. If not, that's fucking weird. If not, that is, then that is befuddling. If that if they're not <laughs> befuddling is the correct word. <laughs> if those aren't twins, the, then this is bad casting. It's horrible. You, casting. There's no you. You should not cast two people who look that no, similar. Dude, I think and then the on the top right, dude, the guy I, the guy who basically is Eli Roth. Like, oh my god, you're right. What's Holy going shit. on here? <laughs> what the fuck? Eli Roth mixed with an extremely generic news anchor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah, dude, this is this is really bad. But dude, look at the girl, like the the girls that look like twins. They both have the same piece of hair on their their mirror image from each other, but the same piece of hair that's falling down the side of their head. Oh, that kind of blondish. Yes, like the the one that's highlighted. I think that's right? the same fucking it's person. It's the same chick, dude. Hold on a second. Uh, we gotta get to the bottom of this. Hold on, hold on. And the one IMDb. on the the one on the right, the splooge is actually like dripping off of her chin. <laughs> Who the fuck? I Who did dude, this? Who I don't did this? Know. I don't know. I know Who did this? You... This is sorry. We're doing terrible, this in real time, here, guys. Yeah, let's. let's I know what you let's did. Let's get to the bottom of this. Last summer. It's not even popping up, which doesn't bode well, well for the fucking series. TV series. 
It's because I'm screen, uh, screen capping it, so it's going slow. Um, let's see here. Top cast. Uh, she's not even like one of the main ones. She's not even one of the main characters, dude. What the fuck? She's not even one of the main characters. I'm so goddamn confused. Go back to the where you can see their pictures, because I don't know I who any of these people are. Neither do I. Um, one of them is named Ezekiel, which is awesome. Is it her right here? Madison... Me. Isman, Iceman. I'm guessing, Iceman, but I, I don't. Her. I don't know, dude. Dude, fucking weird. What's going on? This looks terrible. Yeah, it's. It, like I said, it doesn't look great. It absolutely does not look great. So, which Yikes. if we take if we take a break, I want to watch the trailer together. Cause okay. go up real quick. Go up. That right there. Mm-hmm. Is this supposed to be set in the nineties? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, what's with I the thought, wardrobe? Like, dude, then again, like the 90s are back right now, so maybe they're trying to be like super hip up, you know. Oh, that's annoying, two by the times. way. I understand, I understand. Like but. like when we were younger, the like bell bottoms were back in, in, in fashion, and I know that our parents were probably like, these fucking kids are so, so annoying. Yeah. And um, it's happening now with us, like everything that we loved when we were younger is coming back. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Which, so now I understand my parents' pain, you know, because it's <laughs> fucking annoying. <laughs> but yep. whatever. Yep. We're old. Um, okay, that's uh, that's it then. That's all we got. James. Well, all right. Are you ready um, for it? I'm ready, ready, ma'am. Are you ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready. Quarterfinals, baby. Let's get into it. Coming, coming at you like a, a honey-dripping ropey face. <laughs> Just... Just throwing Just ropes. Slayoffs in your face. <laughs> Fight. All right, James, welcome back to the quarterfinals. Hell yeah. The fucking 2021 slayoffs. Yes. Can't let's... call it the summer slayoffs anymore because <laughs> we're going we're going outside of summer, especially now that we're going every two weeks. Are we we're, just, we're not we're officially just... into fall yet though, are we? Oh no, you're right. We're not. We're not officially into fall. We will be by the end of this month, though. But we have another episode. Uh, ooh, ooh, we're gonna be cutting it's it close. Two weeks. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's fucking. We're calling it's it the, the 2021 slam. <laughs> next year was we'll, next year we'll start it earlier. Yeah, absolutely, and be a lot more uh, drunk. Drunk. Sure. Okay, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, our quarterfinals. We have four rounds. Uh, next week are going to be the finals and the winner, James. Yep. Next week is the last week, but until then, quarterfinals round one. We have uh, the very controversial pick of the crow. Okay. Against Hunky Boy himself, Psycho Gorman. Psycho Gorman, the Hunky Boy. Um, gotta be honest with you. I don't think this is much of a fight. No, I feel like it's, it's really, not either. It's really, really not. Even even though the Crow has like supernatural stuff and everything else, uh, Psycho Gorman is like a demigod or whatever. And he's got a ruler fucking, of worlds. Yeah, we went over this a few weeks ago. He's got a laundry list of powers. He does, um, in, you yeah. know, including yeah. like uh, plasma manipulation and multi-dimensional fuckery. I don't remember what they were exactly, like but multi-dimensional fuckery. Yeah, That's good. Um, I feel like 
Uh, well, home turf. We got to do home turf first of oh, all. Oh, it's right, home turf. So it's uh, either Detroit or the uh, the 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 pole barn where he, where Psycho Gorman is being kept. Where's the penny? There it is. I saw it on the table earlier. Yep, I got it right here. Okay. Right. So, heads is what? So heads is Detroit. Heads is destroyed. All right. And tails is uh, the 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 it shed is, or the fucking the warehouse heads. where it is heads. Okay, so it's destroyed. Destroyed. Uh, I Again, don't think it for, matters that much. Um, no, because Gorman was on Earth and still had all of his powers and all that. Like we have to imagine that he is able to use all of his powers. Right. You know. Right. The only reason, only only time he couldn't use them is when the little girl got mad at him. So we'll just assume <laughs> that you know. And at the end of the movie, the uh, the 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 jewel had no purpose anymore. So because he gave it back to the little girl. That's so. right. I think I can't remember it that well, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I don't think yeah, that there's like I don't think there's too much here. I think no, that uh, I think that Eric Draven would put up a good fight. Certainly, he'd play him a good tune. He'd play him a good tune. I think he'd put up a decent fight, honestly. Uh, but I I just think I don't see this I don't see this going any way other than Psycho Gorman coming out on top. No, neither do I. Um, right. Okay, next up, next up, uh, Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Sure. Against. Ash Williams. <laughs> oh, oh, man. This one is going to be tough. This one's going to be tough. Um, is it, though? It is, because even though Ash Williams is a bumbling idiot that is still a man, right? Keep in mind, Pennywise was defeated by children. Okay? First off. Secondly, Ash Williams has the Necronomicon, which summons... The ancient ones, and there's well, a lot of power there. Well, hold on. So, so I mean, you never really specified that this is Ash Williams with the Necronomicon. Well, I mean, that's part of his shtick, right? Is I mean, it? I guess, Does he well, have it the whole time? He doesn't have it the whole time. Uh, you're right. Ash, he's he's not like a sorcerer. Or this anything is just like that. Ash Williams. He's it's got his boomstick. He's got his he's got his chainsaw. It's just Ash. Yeah, you need to think about it. As much as this kills me to say, because I wanted Ash to, I really wanted do Ash home to turf. Finals. Do home turf real quick. Oh yeah, home turf. Sorry. Good. Thank you for being on top of the ball. Um, home turf. Uh, Pennywise would be the uh, it'd be Dairy Main versus the Cabin. Yep. Whoop oh, whoop! Dropping everything. It is tails. So we are in the cabin. Even still, though, I so feel like Penny, Pennywise you, being as manipulative as he is, right? Ash Williams wants to buy into all of those things. I mean, hell, in Ash versus Evil Dead, he takes a deal with the devil so that he can live in fucking Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like uh, well, as here, much as I here's the thing, love like, him, the the what Ash goes through already in so he's he's got a slight advantage over most people here because what what Ash goes through in uh Evil Dead is already the deadites present themselves as sort of like your worst nightmare, right? Sure. Which is kind of, which is also what Pennywise well, I mean, not really. Well, it's to just, a, it's to an a certain demon, ex- but... to a certain extent, right? Okay. Pennywise presents himself as or presents, oh, you're talking or, about you're talking about evil Ash, or you? presents itself rather as uh, as the thing that you fear the most, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem being for Pennywise 
is that when it presents itself as the thing that you fear the most, it's bound to the it's bound to the the physical limitations the of that thing. So what is what does Ash fear the most? Well, I mean, he does split off into evil Ash, which is would be Ash's bad side. Do you think that's, that's what Ash fears fear, the most though? though? No. What does he fear the most? He fears aging. He fears um not being important. <laughs> he fears I mean, he just he just wants to get laid. I think he fears not getting laid. <laughs> So how Honestly, does that like how he's does, a ladies he's a wannabe ladies man that is that is hopelessly like that's his, that's kind of his whole shtick like the, he the never wants to get old. So I don't even he know how Pennywise would present himself then. So it'd be old Ash. Oh. It would just be old Ash basically, right? Yeah. And if and and if that's all he's becoming to, then he's a human. Like if he has to follow the rules of the physical world and he's just become an old version of Ash, young Ash is one hundred percent gonna be able to kick old Ash's ass. Man, you know? That's that's a good point. I may have just by explaining Pennywise's strengths, I may have just exposed thinking, his ultimate I'm, weakness. I'm trying to think though of Pennywise in the movies though. Pennywise <clears throat> manifested as their fears, but then still also manipulated them with those fears. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not so like, like he just... wouldn't he wouldn't just present himself to Ash as a feeble old man. No, like he would play the mind games with him. You know, well, exactly, exactly. And 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 regardless, when I say that the he's the limitations of the physical body that it inhabits, uh, you know, it just means that it can be killed, right? Mm-hmm. It can be killed, but it still it still has like major powers of manipulation uh like you know the ability to the ability to do glamours and stuff like that sure and also the strength you know that comes with being a fucking eternal being mm-hmm. um but like i said ash though does have does have a history of beating eternal beings I mean, he did beat an entire army of the dead yeah. and a possessed demonic version of himself. Yeah, he did. In hand-to-hand combat, no less. Yeah. So I Oof. feel like... As, I started this one thinking that, like, hands down, Pennywise had it. No, I thought this one was going to be tough to begin with, honestly. Uh, well, it was It was tough. Be- it was tough mostly because of the sentimentality of Ash, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Which, if you think about it, if you think about it, using the book never actually helped ash in fighting or in combat the book always was like either time traveling or summoned the demons yeah but he never really used the book i guess he used the book at the end of evil dead 2 to get rid uh you know say the incantation to get rid of the the demon so i guess he he does use the book to say an incantation that will reverse everything right but that's about it but i'm wondering though if he has the book is there something in the book that could be an incantation for an ancient evil like Pennywise. That's if he has the book, right? I mean, he's it's Ash. He's got the book. Come on, <laughs> he's got the book. Okay. His figure, his figure came with the book. <laughs> oh man, that's um, really tough. There's 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 a good there's a good argument for both. That's that's the problem here. There is. Um, but I, I I'm kind of going back to the fact that Pennywise was eventually outsmarted well, by a bunch of kids. And what is Ash Williams at heart? He's a big kid, dude. That's like that's a fantastic point. And I was just gonna say the 
so Pennywise doesn't really kill adults. No. Because the reason the reason adults aren't killed by Pennywise is because Pennywise needs the like the blind faith of a child. Mm-hmm. Like like I, you don't like a child doesn't wonder if there's a monster under their bed. They know that there is a monster under their bed. Sure. They sure. have that blind faith like yes there is a monster under my bed. And that's why adults don't get killed by Pennywise because they don't believe that silly nonsense anymore. But Ash is a child at heart. So he's kind of the best of both worlds. He has mm-hmm. the he has the blind faith in the in the 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 terrible, horrible, crawling chaos that a child would have mm-hmm. in a man's body. Mm-hmm. Not not I, just a not just a man, but a man who has defeated armies. I feel like he'd throw Pennywise of off his game. I feel like Pennywise wouldn't know what to do with him. I think you're right because I think Honestly, that God, I think I that, really do. I think that Pennywise at first would just not think of him at all as even being a threat. But, and how do they kill Pennywise at the end of the movies? I forget. Because they didn't do the ritual of Chud in the movies. They did sort of a weird truncated ritual of Chud in the newer version. And this okay. is the this is the version of Pennywise we're going with, right? The newer yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but ultimately what they did was they 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 insulted him to death. <laughs> like they basically Which said, Ash Williams is very good. They at. basically just said, You're just a fucking clown. You're nothing. You're a fucking clown. And then he got like and then he you know, he got really small and then eventually mm-hmm. they just like pulled his heart out of I his mean, chest. We all know that Ash Williams is very good at that. Like, hey she bitch, suck on this. <laughs> yeah, dude. I yeah, man. I think Ash might I think have Ash this wins. One. I think I think Ash throws Pennywise <laughs> off of his game and Ash fucking beats Pennywise. Dude, I really do. I knew this matchup was coming. <laughs> I knew this matchup was coming and I was like, oh fuck, Ash is gonna like there's not a chance. I didn't see it going this way. I well, really hey, didn't. Isn't this isn't this the story of Ash though? Like the the under uh the undersold hero, you know, like Absolutely. no one actually thinks uh, that he's ever gonna win. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this right, might it's in the and, books. and this I would consider this one a major upset. I would. Oh, I would too. I would too. But I think when it comes down to it, like the the logistics of it, the um I think the point that you brought up that Ash is really like a, a giant kid at heart. Mm-hmm. That's that's where it that's where it that's where it lies, man. That's the ticket. Yep. All right. That's so the ticket. Moving on then. Moving on. The next Cause, one. Because that's why the losers club was able to com- was able to beat Pennywise a second time, right? Yeah. Because they still had that connection to their to their youth. Their childhood. That's yep. the only reason that they were able yep. to beat him as adults. Nope. Fuck, yeah. And if there's Ash. anything we learned about Ash Williams in Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 2, uh, he's still a child at heart because he still drinks something called the pink fuck, which no <laughs> self-respecting adult would ever drink. <laughs> we made it on the show. Yeah, we're not self-respecting. We don't respect ourselves, though. <laughs> um, okay, matchup number three for the night. Um, uh, Demon Spawn... Spawn, of course, against Cthulhu. Oh fuck! <laughs> this isn't. This is another one that's a bit. Actually, these are all really good. We're in the quarterfinals, man. You don't get to the quarterfinals without being good here. Um, I have a thought about this. So Cthulhu is. A, he's a god, right? He's an elder god. Yeah, yeah. Spawn has all of the fury and backing of Satan, who is also a god. Uh, um, Satan's a fallen angel, not a god. Uh, he's he's fair, but he's like he's on the level, though. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, he's on the level. Yeah. No, he's totally, I think he's a god. I, 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 know, I understand that he's a fallen angel, but, like, he's the god of, like, the underworld. He is the he's the ruler of the under, underworld. He's the king of the underworld, but he's not a god. They called they called they called no oh, Jesus would be king, not God. Okay, that makes sense. Um, okay, I, the, here's what I was thinking. Well, of. I mean, Spawn if you want to like, if, if you want to if you want to get if you want to get in like you know Jesus is Jesus and God are, are no, one no, and the same, right? That's that's fair too. That's fair too. I feel like though, whereas Jesus had God powers, Spawn has. Satan powers, right? Okay. Think of it that way. Um, so I was wondering, though, could Spawn with his with that type of power backing, could he be more effective against Cthulhu, who is kind of this giant, more sluggish type elder god? Like, would he have would he have a, a shot against him? Because I feel like you you know the story of Cthulhu way better than I, but I feel like. There's something to be said about the speed at which Spawn could like attack, and the power that he has behind him. You know, he's basically got the like the power, like the the whole force of hell behind him in everything he does. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't know. What do you think? But hell, as we know it, you know, like on our and in, in our earthly realm, hell, like hell is hell is. Uh, what is it? It's a it's a blip on the radar compared to mm-hmm. something like like Cthulhu is an elder god. He's one of like hell to him is probably a vacation spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Cthulhu came before all of this other nonsense. So I'm gonna read you something because I I, I did take it. I did do a little bit of thinking about this before okay. we started right. because I knew this one was gonna be tough. Sure. And I was looking on some forums about Lovecraft lore and and that kind of stuff, right? Okay. And I found this. I found this interesting thing that literally pits these two against each other. It was like a, it was like a who would win kind of thing. And Seriously? Literally, yeah, it's on Quora. So this is like a forum <laughs> thing where people have actually talked about this before. Okay. Don't ask me why. That's bizarre. Luck, complete luck of the draw. Wow. But it says here, according to uh, Cthulhu, the Cthulhu villains wiki, which is like the Wiki, you know, Wikipedia that tells sure, you everything yeah, yeah. about the Lovecraft universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cthulhu can be killed by a near omnipotent power, which Lucifer definitely is. According to Lucifer Morningstar, Lucifer is a nigh omnipotent, uh, and the only beings omnipotent defe- is the om- word omnipotent. Thank yeah. you. Uh, and the only beings that can defeat him are other nigh omnipotent beings. Omnipotent. I can't say that word for some reason. I'm sorry. Uh, and the presence and uh, blah, blah, blah. Basically, they're saying that Lucifer himself would would basically wipe the floor with Cthulhu. And if Spawn has the backing of hell and Lucifer, like the power of him behind him, could Spawn use that power against Cthulhu and win? I want to know where. You know what I'm saying? I I want to know where they're coming with coming at up with this idea that Lucifer is nigh on, omnipotent because Lucifer sends his uh you know like he sends his uh his army of demons to Earth to do his bidding and stuff like that like 
what's he doing? What's his flex? Like, what's like? How do we know that he's nigh omnipotent? You know what I mean? I, I'm just going. I'm going based on what the dude on the internet said. So, <laughs> but I want to know. I want to know this dude's sources. Like, where where are you getting this shit? Because all because all I know is that he was he was some bitch that got cast out of heaven and ended up, you know. Ruling the underworld. I mean, he's got powers still. He's a he's a, he's, a, he's a bitch. He's got, more, he's got the same powers like angels have, which are powers that were derivative the derivative of God. He, they're not God, but okay, they have powers well, that were derivative. Well, of Well, he's God. got he's got power. He's got the power of an angel, right? Do you think that sure. an angel could defeat Cthulhu? I think that it's possible. Maybe. Really? I mean, yes, he's an elder god, but he's still. He's still just. I mean, how many how many movies have we seen where elder gods get taken down? Raiden is an elder god, technically speaking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but after that dope ass haircut, he came back like. <laughs> but you fiery. get what I'm saying, though. Like elder gods are not. They're not like invincible. I mean, I think they kind of are. I don't know, man. Raiden know. Raiden wasn't was Raiden an elder god? I thought he was a. Uh... Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely was. All right, um, but yeah, I don't know. We gotta, we gotta get. Uh, yeah, but the only reason that he do, no, he no, Raiden, Raiden gave up. Raiden gave up his uh, Im- immortality. Yeah, to go and help. Yeah, no, that's no, the I'm only saying, reason like, he was able to be killed. Yeah, but I'm just saying though. Before like in the first movie though, he was an elder god. Yeah, and he was invincible. Yeah, yeah. and Cthulhu is an elder god. <sighs> invincible. Uh, all right, I'm will- I'm willing to go Cthulhu on this. Before we get to the next round, though, before t- our next show, I'm going to do a deep dive on Cthulhu to make sure we're getting this right. This might this might be a this might be a, a might like be a flag a, on the play. Yeah, there might be a flag on the play. We might overturn <laughs> the last it's touchdown. It's possible. We're going to put that one up there right now. It's it's possible, but we're, right. but we're not prepared to do that right now. So for the time being, you're really willing to go with Cthulhu on this one? I mean, I or just to get it over with. No, I mean, I'm. I don't have anything else. I don't have another argument. Yeah. So if you're telling me that Cthulhu is near invincible and you don't, and you don't honestly think that even Lucifer himself could beat him, then Spawn wouldn't have a chance. Yeah. See, this is That's why we I'm need saying. to research these matchups before the we. The one actually that I didn't know is Cthulhu. Okay, so okay. fuck off. All right. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. All right, We're gonna so go Cthulhu, with Cthulhu on this one. Cthulhu is yeah. moving forward. Ooh, this is uh, that's that's. Okay. Now the next one is a uh, matchup of epic proportions. Okay. <laughs> Leatherface. Yeah. Versus Jason Voorhees. Oh my Classic god, matchup. Dude. Classic matchup. Oh my god. Um, I I have I have maybe a very easy solution to this. Really? Because I was going to yes. say this could take a night. No, no. I I have sort of an easy solution to this. Leatherface is just a man. Jason Voorhees. Is a supernatural killer. That's true, and I think that that right there is all you need to know. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if there was a movie about this, mm-hmm. Leatherface would put up a damn good fight, right? He would. He would. But when he'd it always comes... be able to catch up to Jason because Jason's always walking, Leatherface is always running, so he'd right. be able to catch up to him really easily. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think you're right though. Like, when it comes down to it, he's just a man. Mm-hmm. Um. He's, yeah. It's a big, strong man, but so is Jason. And Jason and Jason also, has the 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 uh, the advantage of being what is he even Und, undead? Uh, yeah, he turns dead, basically into a zombie. Dead adjacent. He's, I don't know. He's pretty much a zombie Jason after part 
six. So right, because he comes back to life and he's comes back from the grave and he's pretty much a zombie ever. At, I think I call him Zombie Jason. Everything after that. Um, also, I don't really like to think of him as a zombie. I don't know well, why. He's a dead. Also, though, Jason Voorhees, he is a he's a dead. He's a dead. Uh, Jason Voorhees also. Uh, doesn't mind his mask coming off. He fights with it, like, off in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leatherface, like, screams like a little bitch if you take his mask off. So it's all he's got to do is rip his mask off and then gut him. Yeah. And in that's, fairness. That's the thing. Like, this would this would basically, it would be a cool, it would be a very cool battle to watch, but this would basically come down to hand-to-hand combat. It would. There's really no other way that this would go down. Yeah. And uh, I think that Jason... Gets the best of Leatherface yep. every time. Yep. Plus, we've seen Leatherface get injured in movies. Like Absolutely. he's not infallible. He's just a man. He fucking so. cut his. He damn near cut his own leg off with his own yeah. chainsaw. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. I've yeah. seen Jason get stabbed in the leg. He didn't limp like a bitch. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> fucking walk uh, it we off, didn't do, dude. We didn't do. Uh, uh, oh, uh, home turf. Home turf for either of those it, last it, two. It, it, I don't really matter. think it matters. I don't think it matters. Um, that again would spawns home turf and hell have uh, <laughs> changed the Cthulhu battle. Yikes! I don't know, James. Damn it! I we'll don't talk know. about this. We'll we talk can't, about this. We off. can't go back to it though. No, no, we have no, no. The rest All right, of so our your show winners, to do. Your winners for this week: uh, Psycho Gorman, Ash Williams, Cthulhu, and Jason Voorhees. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Well, that uh, is those are your quarterfinals. We're gonna take a quick break here, and when we get when we get back, we're gonna talk about uh, things getting a little creepy, a little demonic, a little, little fucking little. Uh, playing some video games randomly to go meet your weird dead old mom. <laughs> You're describing this so well. <laughs> we'll be back. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic macabre torturous images that defy description. If I were to plug into your head, what uh-huh. would I find? Where would you be? Where would you be hanging out? Where would I be hanging out? Yeah, like where? Where? Where are you in your own head? Uh, there was uh, uh, right next to the junior high school in Bad Axe. There was a line of cedars, and if you went to the furthest point uh, north on the cedars, you could mm-hmm. crawl in between two of the branches. And when you got very specific, when you got into the cedars, there was a huge opening, and you were just surrounded on all sides by branches, except for you had like a ten by ten foot space where there was nothing. Whoa! And you was tall enough to like stand up in and stuff. Oh hell yeah, dude! Like me and my me and my cousin and a few of my buddies, like we would go in there with like probably five or six of us. You're and like an we, animal. And we you're, like could, a, you're like a rabbit that made a den in the middle of the woods. Oh yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and it was right next to the high school or the junior high school. It was it was crazy. Like you could just everybody could hang out in there. We would drink pucker and smoke cigars Ooh. and stuff. Ooh. And and uh Pucker and cigars. Why don't they have that at the cigar bar? <laughs> well the pucker and cigars was probably when uh when um our our like buddy our buddy Donnie and then I don't know if Greg ever went in the cedars with us. I think I think he probably did. Well, they they used to steal them from the uh, the golf course. 
and we would go and we'd hang out in there. We'd either be playing hockey on the fresh nar over by the the green school, or we would go into the cedars and drink pucker, smoke cigars. It sounds like it sounds like uh, that's where like a cool like club that. would be. Like you're in the cedar society. Like, oh, dude, yeah, it's yeah. where you would meet up at night. Hell know? yeah. It was awesome, man. It was so cool. Okay, well that's pretty awesome. That's where I, I would in. be. Where would you be if I went I into your head? I kind of want to plug into your uh, <laughs> plug into your head. To be honest, I mean, with it'd you. just be like hanging out with a bunch of dudes, just like chilling just inside of a cir- fucking circle tree, jerking in the cedars. <laughs> just um, <laughs> the old the old CJ. Oh baby. Oh my god, where would I be? Where would I be? I would be. I mean, are we going? I don't know. Where would I live, bro? Like, you can't my... ask me this and then not have your own answer. Yeah, I'd never do that. Where's my happy place? I didn't even know you were going to ask me that, and I had a fucking answer on the ready, dude. Like, my happy place when I was a kid, I guess, if you revert back to, like, when you were a kid, like, me and my buddy Matt used to have this hangout that was, like, behind, like, this building inside this, like, uh, fenced-off area, and there was, like, a bunch of trees back there and stuff, and we would climb the trees, and we built, like, a fort area up in these trees, and we would sit up there for, like, hours. It was, like, a little club, like, clubhouse banger area. (laughs) It was was pretty awesome. (laughs) Clubhouse you were banging up there? No, it was just a clubhouse banger. Like it was, it was a banging clubhouse. <laughs> oh, it was a banging clubhouse, of course. Um, no, I don't know. Like, I, like, like when I think of like my childhood, I spent a lot of times there. So I guess if we're going back to like that, that would be my my happy place. Other than that, my happy place would be probably be at like a, um, I don't know, like a like in the middle of a a friggin' like. Uh, uh, what's that? What's that theater called? Alamo Draft House. Like that. That that could be like my happy place mm. like in like a theater like that. Actually, mm-hmm. no, that's my answer. I would be in like a movie theater, something like the Alamo Draft House. That is like just total cinephile everything. Like that's that's where I would live in my head. Right on, right on. Because I'm always thinking about movies anyway. It's kind of where my brain lives. So that's where I would be. Be a cool um, place to come visit too. Fairness, <laughs> come come rock a flick with me. Uh, as long as the movie's good. <laughs> Because the company's not that great, so well, you know. Um, okay, so demonic. This will all make sense uh, momentarily here. Demonic <laughs> from 2021, directed by Neil Bloomkamp, uh, the acclaimed director of District Nine, Elysium, and he's also that guy that made Chappie. Um, <laughs> I love Chappie. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm a Chappie fan. A lot I didn't see. I haven't seen it. A lot it, of people it don't to, like it. It looked to me. It, it looked like. Um, it's short circuit. Uh, it's short circuit. Yeah, no, it's a lot of people thought that it was like a remake of Short Circuit. Yeah, like that's almost the way that it was being um, talked about, even in the news like sources. When, it, when it, I remember when it came out, I was so pumped to see it. <laughs> was short uh, cir- just it was Short Circuit just without Fisher Stevens doing brownface? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, that was bad. Johnny that number five. <laughs> then again, though, I wouldn't. It wouldn't put. I would not put uh, a ninja did brownface. In one of the D word music videos, did so it's really? kind of the, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they both did actually. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, anyway, though, uh, yeah. So demonic is Neil Bloomkamp's COVID uh, COVID escape film. They uh, they filmed this kind of in secret up in uh, up in Canada, eh? Uh, outside oh, Canada. Of, outside of Vancouver, I believe. Yeah, Vancouver is in Western Canada, right? Yeah, down by Washington State, I believe. I don't know. It's all it's all one big thing. I have no idea, dude. I don't I don't know how they sp- I don't know how they split it up. It's just one big thing. It's just one big thing. <laughs> um, no, I believe Canada. it was outside Vancouver though, where he lives. They filmed this in his backyard, basically, where, where he lives. Oh, uh, that I did know or, or found out because uh, of that that great uh, doc, uh, Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah, Bloom uh, Bloom Camp. God, I am 
I'm there you go. Drunk tonight. Slow down, bud. Slow talk. down. Slow down. Take a breath. Right. Slow Sorry. down. Breathing. There you go. Rewind. Okay. Okay. The synopsis here to Demonic. A young woman unleashes terrifying demons when supernatural forces <clears throat> at the root of a decades-old rift between mother and daughter are ruthlessly revealed. Um, so this is a possession movie, obviously, Demonic, right? It's mm-hmm. all very familiar themes. Um, but if there's anything that we know about Neil Bloomkamp, it's nothing that he does is classic. Like nothing, right. nothing he does is like status quo. Like he, and this is very much well, his. There's, there's always the Bloomkampian touch. Yes, always something with technology, something with uh, you know, something very non-organic. Sci- you know? Sci-fi, like he yeah. basically found a way to work sci-fi into it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and it's awesome too. And it was using a technique that has never been used in film before, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, you're gonna have to explain this to me because I was curious about it and I didn't listen to the yeah, uh, Joe Rogan podcast yet. So it's, it's it's there's a lot there's a lot of jargon to it. Okay, but I will I will tell you the best that I can when we get there. Okay. Um, but yeah, so this is uh, starring Carly Pope. Do you what? What is she from? Because she looked ridiculously familiar. And I checked her IMDb, and there was barely anything that I knew her from. Um, and I'm super confused by it. <laughs> what? Uh, I think she looks like she could be the sister of a porn star, a particular oh. porn star. Oh, <laughs> is she? <laughs> I no, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, okay. Uh, well, starring Carly Pope, she is the main character. She You're not even curious Carly. who? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, who? No, I'm not going to tell you now. No, now I, now I got you show Because you showed no curiosity at all. I thought we were moving past it, James. She I looks thought, like I she thought could we be were adults old, here. She looks like she could be the older sister of August Ames. Ooh. Rest in peace. I could I could actually maybe see that. You're right. Okay. Maybe that's where I know her from then. Uh, um, okay. Uh, hold, hold on. Can I Can I screen share with you? <laughs> sure you're showing me a porn star no 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 there's 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 a picture of her because when i saw the movie i was like holy crap she actually looks like august names kind of and then okay. i i went to her imdb and then how do i screen share with you uh go down to the uh, bottom. share screen screen right there am i sharing with you now you are i gotta yep look at this picture uh i don't know she looks kind of like the joker <laughs> That? That one, yes. Come on. 100%. Right? No, that's Carly Pope. That's Carly Pope. Yeah. Go back. Go back to the other one. Go back to the other one. No, they're both Carly Pope. Oh, are they? Oh. Yes. She looks like the Joker there. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Those are both Carly that, Pope. I thought that was the porn star. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They look like they could be sisters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're... No, that's still Carly Show me the fucking porn star, James. I don't know who this broad is. No, this is my wife's computer. I'm not looking up <laughs> porn stars on my wife's computer. You look it up on your computer. Apologies for calling her a broad. That was weird. Um <laughs> No, I don't I don't know who this girl looks like, though. Uh, I just told you who she looks like. Thank- oh. um, okay, but, uh, so... Back to the movie here. Uh, Carly Plot plays plays Carly. She is like the main uh, the main daughter who is. They got really imaginative with I, that with that character. Well, well continuing they? on here, uh, Chris William Martin plays Martin. <laughs> uh, you're sensing a theme here. Michael J. Rogers plays Michael. Yeah. Uh, Nat- Natalie Bolt. Guess who she plays? Angela. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's move it. Going back here, Martin is. 
is Martin Carly's brother? No. I couldn't really pick up on that. Or just no, a friend. They, her, her, and uh, her, Martin, and Sam were best friends. Girl, they're up. all best friends. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So Carly, so Carly is going through some <clears throat> shit. Um, Martin randomly calls her and texts her and meets up with her and starts explaining to her that there's these people. I saw your mother; she's in a coma, and there's these people that are trying to find you. And like, you know, they give well, her this. I, like, I think warning. it's important to mention that the movie starts with her having a nightmare. It does. Yeah. Where she she hears her mother calling to her from somewhere. Yeah. And she enters this dark, creepy building. And she follows her mother's voice and she she comes into a room where her mother is sitting on a like a hospital bed. Yep. Just looking it was like a younger version of her mom, too. A younger version of her looking creepy as shit. Yep. And she uh she uh she says something like look at what you're standing in and she looks down she was standing in gasoline and then the mom throws a lit match at her or something right pretty awesome so that's how that's how the movie starts like that's that's the pace we're set with here Mm -hmm. yep so martin then though like i said kind of shows up out of the blue he she hasn't seen her in a long time and tells her all this stuff like i saw your mom blah 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 um, those people that he, uh, that he saw with, with Carly's mom are Michael, who is, uh, he's like a, <clears throat> you think that he's a doctor. Like you think that he's a guy that's running like experiments basically on, um, so we're getting into yeah, spoilers. Help me out. Yeah. We're, we're getting into spoilers really quickly here, obviously. We are. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> if you want to see it, watch it. Um, ba- basically, basically Martin says, uh, I, I saw your mother. She's in a coma. Um, these men want to talk to you. And at this point, at this point, uh, it's revealed that, um, that Carly has actually changed her last name. She wants nothing to do with her mother. She obviously has something in her past that has damaged her in a major way. Yep. Um, well, didn't her mother again, spoilers here, but didn't her mother like go on like a homicidal? Yeah. Her mother went on a homicidal rampage and, and like, uh, burned 21 people alive in a building something like that yeah uh where she was supposed to be a nurse like she was like her whole life was about <laughs> nursing like she loved her she loved her work but then mm-hmm. uh what i can't remember what was the like what what happened that actually sent the mom into a spiral like carly well, was she ex- got, well she got possessed <laughs> i know but how did she get possessed i can't remember I don't, they didn't act, I don't, I feel like they didn't really go into how the no, mother they became did. No, possessed. they did, they did. Because the story was more between just, it was their story. It wasn't no, really no, about. No. no, they did. They explained because there was, there was, um, there were, there were, there was the scenes where, uh, oh, she, she went to that building. She went to that building. Uh, and Carly went looking for her mom in the middle of the night. Or, or, or no, it was it was during the day. They went looking for her mom. Her and Martin and Sam went looking for her, and they found her passed out in that building. And then ever since they took her out of that building, she was just like dead to the world. Like she yeah, would just stare off into the distance. So what I was saying is that they didn't really show how she got possessed. Well, she they was just, just said possessed. that Martin revealed in his research that he did that uh, he thought that that building had been buried or had been built on a, a, a site that was like, the, like the soil was tainted, you know, like it was, you're right. Was, Cause when she came over to see him, he had all those books out and he's showing right. her what, what's your favorite line. <laughs> oh, I'll get to it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but, so so yeah so Car- Carly's mom gets possessed. She goes on a uh, 
a demonic and, and homicidal rampage. Obviously, that's what caused the rift between Carly and her mom. She wanted nothing to do with her. She was dead to her. How could you do this and all that? So um, you don't really un- like you don't really understand this until later in the movie. Really, mm-hmm. uh, I really what we need to get to is how she ends up confronting her mother. Yeah, so that, that's is, kind of where I was at. Michael she's and summoned to this. Uh, what's the place called? Therapol. Something like that. It's the like, name it's, is... I think it's Therapol because I remember it being like Interpol and therapy mixed therapy, together. Yeah. Um, so Michael is like the main guy running the show there. And there's another guy named Daniel who is like the tech guy. And they basically pioneered this way to where you can hook up, uh, you can hook up like a cap to a person in a coma and get like a, a live video feed into their head and their thoughts. Right. One and of my notes make... was it's essentially the cell. Kind of, yeah. It it's, is. It's it is. the cell with Jennifer Lopez and uh, and and Vincent Mixed D'Onofrio. Mixed with the Matrix a little bit. A uh, little yeah, bit yeah. Like a of. reverse Matrix, if you will. Right. Sort of. Right. Um. Um. Like she. Yeah. Like they. They say we can literally put you in the mind of your mother. Yeah. In this and simulation. So they, and so they want Carly to then lie down and also put a cap on and basically plug into her mother's head, where Carly can absolutely just walk around and like literally like. Uh, 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 t- uh, take up space in her mom's head, like she can be yeah. in the same. She's walking um, around essentially within the uh, the subconscious of her mother, yeah. like this 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 world that her mother has built inside of her own. Because they explain to her mom, they explain to Carly that her mom is actually uh, going through something called locked in syndrome, mm-hmm. which is a real thing. But they say that uh, when she was in prison, she became increasingly violent. She was injuring herself. She was injuring other people. And then she sustained some sort of traumatic head injury that caused her to lapse into this like locked-in state where she yeah. was essentially just a prisoner inside of her own mind. Yeah, so she's not like she's not gone. Like She's still very much present mentally, but she can do nothing right. locked in, like you said. Um, so all of that, <laughs> though, to get to this, because this is the star of the show. Um, this is where the Bloom Campism comes into play. They and this is this where thing. I texted you. This is where I yeah. texted you, and I said, "This is a very Neil Bloom Camp take on the demonic possession, demonic possession genre." Yeah. So and when it, they plug 100%. into, yeah, when they plug into uh, the mom's head, uh, Angela's head, they they use this technique that is called. I have it right here. Uh, it's called. Volumetric capture, and this is something that they use for, I believe, like uh, they use it in video games, and I believe they actually use it in. Excuse me, I, I maybe I'm wrong on this. I, I feel like he said they actually use it in uh, real estate, like to do 3D models, to do like, oh yeah, totally walkthroughs and stuff like that. And basically, the idea behind it, if if my memory serves, uh, the the idea behind it is that you take like hundreds of pictures of something and then you put it into a computer and AI then makes a three-dimensional model based on those pictures. Yeah. Is basically what it is. Right. So the AI is basically creating a world based on the information that is coming from these pictures. Right. And I don't know if they added more like texture to it to make it look the way that it did in the film. That I don't know. But it looks fucking cool. It looks really like, cool. It looks like... I have a note on here that says... It literally looks like she's playing The Sims. Like it looks like The Sims, like in her mom's head. 
Yeah. Like I'm just picturing like a green emerald thing above above her head walking <laughs> it was around. Like, it was like The Sims mixed with, uh, what the hell was that movie? Awaking Life. Uh, Ooh, I never saw that. Oh, Scanner Darkly? No, well, no. Scanner Darkly was, it was the same concept. It was like the animation yeah, o- that was different over process, the actual though. actors. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think was it, was a, that, it was the same director, same, same, same uh, director. concept of The Waking Life. Oh, A Waking oh, okay. Life and A Scanner Darkly. Both oh, had geez, the same thing that. going I, on. I pulled that out of my ass. I had no idea that was connected. Oh, uh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was the same director. Okay. But um, uh, but it looks really cool, though. That's what it looks like. It's almost like animation and almost like a video game, but also like something about it is also hyper-realistic. Yeah, it's, you it's know? really bizarre. Um, And, and really kind of really kind of creepy it's like a it's 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 like something i've never seen before in a movie because it sets sort of a creepy tone like when she first walks up that dark stairway and Mm -hmm. confronts her mother in the bedroom and you know how i feel about people having their backs backs turned you know like that creeps me out uh that scene i was like oh god that's fucking it's it because it's weird like it's it's like watching it's it, it, I was like I was like well it's, it's this is like animation almost it's not gonna be that scary right and mm-hmm. then she walked into that room and I was like never mind this is fucking spooky <laughs> <laughs> like, it just it it really was effective and then the the part where she like kind of realizes that something is really messed up with her mom where she the next time she goes into her head and she's sitting by that crick like sitting you know on that little brick wall. Mm-hmm. And then her mom starts to say shit like, I didn't ask you. Like, she says, why do you, why did you ask me to come here? She says, I didn't ask you to come here. It asked you to come here. And she starts talking about this third entity. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden the mom starts floating. And it's, it's funny because it looks like a laggy video game. Yep. But at the same time, it looks creepy. It looks you exactly. Know? It looks exactly how I would expect looking into somebody's subconscious would look, though. Like if you had to digitize somebody's subconscious, like oh yeah, that it's it's weirdly kind of exactly what I would expect it to look like, you know? Because I wouldn't expect it to be like real life. Right, right, right. Um, and right. It would be like these all these weird composite images of what's what they remember and stuff. What's super cool about this is that it gives you a glimpse into the head of somebody who is possessed. Like you take all these. All the, all the possession movies you've ever seen, right? You, clearly, there's a character that is possessed by a demon, right? And they're acting... What the fuck was that? Was that on your end or mine? That was on your end. I heard it through my headphones, so... Oh, shit. Is there some bullshit going down right now? What did it sound like to you? It sounded like something fell, honestly. Live. Live on podcast. That was loud. Ghost. Ghost in James's house. Can we pause so I can listen back to that? Uh yes. Because Alright, we're we're gonna we're gonna take a break here real quick. We'll be right back and we'll let you know if James is alive still. Uh, all right, so phantom noise discovered. <laughs> I walked around my house. Uh, down here for a couple minutes with a knife out, thinking that there was something in my basement. It was we listen see the knife because we listened back to it. It was it was it was loud. I don't know, it was it, super loud. You couldn't. I don't know if you. I don't know if you really got the effect on your end that no, I, I had. I but could it was, hear it. I could hear it in my feed because of how loud it was coming through my headphones. Well, it was just like 
I was I'm sitting completely still in this room. There's no reason that a, a sound that loud should have happened. Mm-hmm. And so I'm walking around my basement cautiously with one of my knives in my hand. And then I look down. I've got I couldn't find my small cooler earlier. So I just brought down a big like mixing bowl filled with ice <laughs> and a few drinks. And there was only one drink left in the in the bowl and it was leaning against the edge of the bowl. And the sound the sound was this. It was the ice melting and the, the drink going yep. <laughs> falling down into the bowl. It was loud though. It, it really like was echo. loud. It scared the shit out of me, dude. I was half waiting while you were walking around your house. I was ha- I was like staring at your picture of Lionel in the backyard. I'm like waiting for him <laughs> to like brutal. blink or something. Like <laughs> Well, we're talking about what like you doing Lionel. We're talking about digital demons. It's like if there's Did, if there's ever gonna be a digital demon that shows up on our show, it's gonna be while we're talking about digital demons. Oh, shit. That's true. That's <laughs> so true. anyway, shit. Especially well, when we both heard it on both of our ends. <laughs> um, no, so what I was saying is like in, in traditional possession movies, right? Uh, you always see like the person that is possessed, right? You always know that there's a demon inside of them inhabiting their body. Right. But you never actually see a an actual physical version of of what that is, right? Yeah. Like, you don't ever yeah. actually see what that is. Like you see them, like, their face might change or whatever, but like you there's there's never really been a good movie that has described the way that it feels to be possessed from the from the uh from the the vantage point of the person being possessed. Right. Right. And that that that's that's why this movie is so interesting. Because when they're walking around the Sims simulation or whatever, the demon is running around the house that is in her head. Like so she's she's cooped up inside this house because that's where she that's where she lives at inside her her locked in comatose state. Right. right. And you actually physically see the demon as like a physical thing yeah inside of her being and that's what it's a super interesting way of, of going about um, it. it is incredibly interesting because i've always like uh, we watch a lot of demon possession movies right mm-hmm. and we both have over the course of our of our lives and i've always wondered like there's always that moment in a in a possession movie where you know like uh whether it's actually said or whether it's implied the demon will tell somebody like you know, this person is no longer here. Now it's just me. And I'm always like, in the, I've always wondered like, well, where'd the other person go? You know? Yeah. Like, did their soul go to hell? Did they go to heaven? They're, they're in there with did them. Did they go to heaven and now they're just like a meat puppet? And, and, and this, and this is like, this is a really interesting, cool, creative take on it. It's like, it's, it, because the, uh, the virtual, you know, the virtual, the simulation is is just a, it's just a tool, right? Mm-hmm. But yep. what you're seeing is literally Angela's subconscious and the the world that she's built for herself within her own head, and then just this demon running around mm-hmm. in there, which mm-hmm. is, it kind of it kind of puts a, a sort of a more, in a way, sort of a more hopeful spin on demon possession. Because at least she gets to like reside inside of her, you know, like her memories from from parts of her yeah, life. It, it still I, sucks I because she's locked in her body and she's got this fucking demon running around in there. But at least, at least it's not just like, you know, constant torture and damnation. But it's it's interesting because depending on the scene that you're watching in the movie, when she when when uh, 
Carly goes into Angela's head a couple of times. It's not always just her walking around a house and finding her mom inside a house and there's a demon running around. Sometimes the subconscious is empty and nothing makes sense. Right. And it's creepy. And it's like, and, and that's like, to me, that's like the demon taking over at that point. Like the first time that she went in and all she saw was like the house that she grew up in and she found her mom there. That's that to me is Angela having more control at that point. You know what? That, dude? That's that's that that's that inner fight. You that know, sometimes Angela's winning, sometimes the demon's winning. You know, she's constantly fighting against it. Something that you just something that you just brought up made me think uh, of this. You said like you know sometimes she goes in there and it's like this completely well constructed uh, mm-hmm. you know like recreation of something that she's familiar with the house they grew up in or something like that and then sometimes it's just blackness and confusion i wonder if this is i don't know i don't know like if this is the kind of thing that neil bloomkamp would do but it's almost it's almost like it could be a, a an analogy for um like dementia somebody suffering with dementia mm-hmm. like slowly you know like the the memories in your head are uh there you know it starts off as something it starts off as something familiar something sure. comforting and then gradually starts starts to sort of decay and then every think- and then every once in a while it's just complete blackness and confusion and then like there's the scene where she goes in and and her mother is literally like sitting on the ceiling you know mm-hmm. like just yep. like it's kind of I don't know if that was I don't know if that was his intention, but it like you, you know how like like Bab- Babadook is supposed to be a, an analogy or a, a, sort of like a metaphor for uh, for mental illness for schizophrenia yeah. or whatever you know. I I don't believe that was probably intentional based on how he talked about this movie and his approach to making movies. He's one of those guys that like. He thinks it's absolute bullshit when like directors try to make some deeper meaning out of movies. He's like, I make movies because because they're fun. Like now, does he like, think it? Does he, he think he it's bullshit really... when somebody uh, infers a deeper no, meaning no, no, from no, no. his from his material though? Because no, I think he... that you could watch this and definitely get that sort of message from it. You know? What oh, I, mean? I think you absolutely can too. But that's all just that's personal reflection on anything though. I think you can take it's like listening to a song. Ten people, ten people can take ten different things away from a song, sure. and none of those ten things can be about what that song's actually about. Right, you know, like right. it's just interpretation. I think that's a very cool way to interpret it, though. I think you're right. Yeah, I don't believe though, that he had any intention like that. His intention was that he had always wanted to make a low budget horror film. COVID, you know, stripped them of being able to make the kind of movie that you know, big studio, whatever. Sure. Um, also, this movie was made by the Oats Studio people. So all the people that made those Oats Studio shorts, oh, cool. these are the same people that worked on it. These were not his typical motion picture people that he would work That's with. That's cool. Um, so this is like a very small thing. And like I said, they, they, they got that, that, that format that had never been used for in, in a film ever. That was like the jumping off part. He, yeah. he, he was playing around with that in his, you know, cause he's a VFX artist. So he was playing around with this and he goes, I want to use this in a movie somehow. I don't know how, I don't know when. And this was like the catalyst to basically use it. So I think that he, he more probably from the sounds of how he was talking about it, came up with the idea to work this into it. Right. right, there's, a, right. there's a reason to use it. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a cool way of looking at it, though. And I think that uh, what did you think of the of the demon itself? I thought the demon was fucking cool. I think it was cool. I've I've always liked uh, I've always liked the imagery of 
a monster with a with a what? What, dude? My fucking screen just did like a weird blip with a line going straight through it, like a digital glitch. I'm not even fucking kidding you. I have goddamn goosebumps right now. <laughs> I'm not oh even kidding God. you. Oh my God. We need to get it off of the computer. Yours didn't do it. It was just mine. That's weird. <laughs> That's bizarre. I've always really liked the imagery of, um, of, uh, of, of like a human, human esque body mm-hmm. with a, with a bird's head. Yeah. Like, I think that's really cool and really creepy. I agree. Um, you know what it reminded me of? What? I, the, f- the when owl I saw man? It, first thing that I thought, I'm like, no, this is a live action Skeksis. Oh, that's dude. what it, yeah. that is what it looked like to me from fucking, uh, dark crystal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Skeksis, right? That's, that's how you call it. I think so. Yeah. Skeksis. Yeah. Skeksis. That's, that's what I thought it looked like. I'm like, Oh God, I, I need to see a live action non-puppet version of the dark crystal now like, it, i need to see the horror movie version of that it was uh it was there was something I, it was there was still something in the character design of the demon that was a little bit corny i'd say i think well, the, i, I think mean, the body was, was i think the body was too bulky like when i think of a demon you think so i think i just like when i think of a demon uh, like the proportions should be strange and like and and otherworldly. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like this demon, it looked like a dude, like a big bulky dude wearing black clothes with a giant uh, crow's skull on his head. Sure. And when I sure. think of, I, I guess maybe I'm spoiled by like by whether whether it be like CG or whether it be amazing uh, creature actors like Javier Botet. You know, people whose physical dimensions defy, defy like the normal. Uh, you know, defy the norm of sure, of, sure. of what like somebody's body is. You know, typically looks like. Um, so it 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 did look it did look to me like it was just like a dude with a crow on his head. Uh, yeah, but no, that can, being said, I that being said, I still liked it. I I liked the uh, I liked the idea behind it. Well, this movie too, like this whole movie feels, it feels very much like a movie that was made during COVID, if that makes sense. It It, does. It It definitely does. It feels nothing like his other movies at all. Like typically speaking, whether or not the, the overall movie, like, like tone is the same, like Bloomkamp's movies, they look like fucking Neil Bloomkamp movies. Right. This one is a completely uh, departure from his other three movies. Yeah. Um, and I think that between like there's that the reason that the creature looks the way that it is, um, it's I think and like the, said, it and feels the, like a movie they made with not a lot of resources. And the reason and and the reason the and the other thing too I'll, I'll say is how you can tell this was a, a lower budget and and sort of you know they had to do it um, with tighter resources and stuff is mm-hmm. he had such a fucking cool idea that was criminally underused in this movie which was the vatican special ops force oh my god i was the dude, hit squad for god dude, dude the, yeah, f- dude. <laughs> <laughs> the hit squad for god dude that fu- <laughs> like when i first saw them suiting up yep you know like once you find out what they actually are do we, and I'm do like, we, okay, do we give away? Is... Do we do we do we give that part away, or just talk? It, about No, it, what do, they no, are? it okay. doesn't matter. Like, go watch the movie if you really yeah. want to know what we're talking about. Like, if you're here, you you've either watched the movie or you don't care yeah. to watch the yeah. movie. Um, 
the the hit squad for god that's an amazing way to put it um <laughs> when you finally find out what they actually are which i i liked that angle like i thought it was cool like this is actually mm-hmm. a team of you know exorcists yeah basically. exorcists who are running but, this therapol place but and they're when like they're a fucking, military run yeah when they're squad, fucking yeah. suiting up and they're like shouldering their their weapons and stuff i'm like oh my god this is gonna was, get this is gonna get so dope and then they they show up at the fucking asylum or what the sanatorium or whatever it was yeah. everybody's dead already i'm like what oh, the yeah. fuck man like well that's your low that that's your not that's a lot what of i'm resources, saying like I it was coming into play that's yeah. why i'm saying it was it was criminally underutilized but for good reason because they didn't have yeah. the budget they didn't have the time uh i will say if he can if he could manage to do another movie and work the hit squad for god into it like maybe even do a whole movie about them and their mm-hmm. adventures you know what i mean sure sure i would watch that i'd watch the shit out of it i think it'd yeah. be sweet or if he did like episodic short 15 minute videos absolutely throughout, yeah something like that that'd yeah it'd be, be awesome i um i i do feel like though the whole last act of this movie though when they go to that asylum or whatever uh this there some of the absolute coolest stuff happened at the end of the movie there was actually, actually, even before that, I'm sorry, even before then, in the middle of the night, there is a sequence where Carly wakes up from a fucking dream. She wakes up to hearing this tapping on her window. Yeah. It's fucking creepy as shit, right? Yeah. She hears this tapping on the window and then she hears pounding coming from the other part of the house. Mm-hmm. And this whole entire scene goes from being super tense to being, oh, okay, it was a misdirect to very something comforting. Else. Very comforting. But then, but then, Roy, it just, and then just slides <laughs> back into the creepy dude. When her, when her, quote unquote friend, fucking twisted her goddamn body oh, around God, and did like dude. this backwards crab walk thing. It was fucking creepy. It's, that entire, that entire, like, like sequence was so fucking tense. It was, it was awesome. I had, yeah, like when, when Sam showed up at three a.m. I, I remember, I, I, I wrote it down. I think I, I was like, who? Sam is her friend. Sam is her friend. So her, her movie, Sam yeah. and, and, and Martin were all best friends. And yeah. I was like, she was already there earlier that night, and, and Carly told her to go away. Right. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just need some space. <laughs> I was yep. like, but she showed back up at three a.m. Like, who does that? Nobody does that. No. And so so I already kind of had like a weird vibe, but then it was comforting. Like they were sitting, they were drinking tea, <clears throat> mm-hmm. they were laughing, and then as soon as she she says the words, she says, "I want to show you a trick." Yeah. And I go, yep. "Oh no. No, no. No, <laughs> no it's yep. not a trick." And then she fuck she puts on that mask and then like bends backwards and comes it's not even the, like a good mask it's like a crappy like raven mask it's like not even that's what made it like creepy though it was, that's yeah. what made it creepy though it's like a very like uh yeah like a like cross a, between a raven and a narwhal <laughs> and, and and also sort of like uh sort of like uh like an old school um what are they uh fuck the plague doctor like, mask almost. oh yes yeah a little bit and then she, she says that she said what did she say if you ever need to find me you can find me in the woods i'm like no run Run and then Cedar Club. So that I'm I'm fairly certain. I don't know for sure. I haven't looked it up, but uh, there's a very famous, or he's he's become famous, uh, contortionist, who is well known for being able to do that particular thing that she does. You know his name? Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's he's Uh, the. Okay, go on. Sorry. He's he's he like that's 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 what he's known for. Like he does the bridge, you know. 
he bends yeah. backwards and he walks on all fours and he can actually like run like that and jump onto shit and it's scary mm-hmm. as hell and um the way the way that that character was moving is at that mo- Quentin Boisclar M- maybe I don't know is that the name is that the name of the he played the demon yeah well the de- when they say the demon I I think more there's probably... no separate there's no separate uh there's no separate uh cast though for anybody else so oh okay um yeah I don't know uh yeah no but I, that that was such an awesome scene it, yeah dude. when when they're fighting too they uh Bloomcam did this thing where when they're fighting it would go from like this crazy chaotic like chase scene around the house to suddenly going into slow motion for a couple things and then it would jerk right back into yeah. like, fast mode yeah. it was just really cool it was very it was super it was super Bloomcamp honestly <laughs> it was like it was very much like his his little style put into it and I, I liked it a lot yeah um one of the other things i liked a fucking ton that i thought was ridiculously effective was at the very end, Carly's running around. We're back now to that asylum that they went to at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the demon has now jumped out of her mother and into one of the other Hit Squad for God guys. Yeah. And she has on night vision goggles. And you physically, she's watching the, the Hit Squad guy on the ground with the night vision on, uh-huh. and you physically can see the demon like separating itself. Oh, like and lift itself off out of, of the yeah. Oh, it was so fucking cool. That was like that was like maybe my favorite uh, like visual thing of the movie. Yeah, I'd just never seen that happen. I'd never seen night vision be used like that before for to watch like a, a demon or a ghost or something like that. Yeah, and that, that was, was that cool. was another one of those like uh, like genuine Bloom Camp touches that mm-hmm. you know. Like his 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 use of uh, his use of technology mixed with the old the old ways mm-hmm. is always really cool, you know. Yeah, like it was, not, it was. You don't really see that anywhere else. Yeah, it was genuinely dope. Dope. It was so dope. It was so dope. Um. So let's let's get into like uh, overall though. Yeah. Overall, uh, what'd you think of it? Overall, this movie. So I there was there was a lot of sequences that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't get past I couldn't get past Martin's acting sometimes. Not so much his acting; it was his voice. Yeah, like how no, he it, sound, was, it was a bit rough at times. Like he yeah. sounded like he was always out of breath. <laughs> I'm like, this dude needs to go get a stress test or something because he's <sighs> like the well the the line that I was talking about earlier when he was, I'm talking demons, devil, real. <laughs> like okay. Dial it, dial it back a little bit, Martin. It's it's not well, that I serious. Mean, he's, uh, I was looking. I'm looking at his IMDb right now, thinking maybe he was uh, like a kind of you know relatively newcomer. You know, like whatever. He's been on Supergirl a whole bunch. Oh he's no, been he's on, been around. Yeah, he's he's been on a lot of stuff. So he's not. He should have been better. Is what you're saying? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't that he should have been. Be- it was just. It was a little. It was a little dramatic. He was in Aliens versus Predator. Predator Requiem. Damn That's straight he was. Um. But, uh, so yeah, I thought o- overall I, though, like uh, I I would say overall I enjoyed the movie. It was th- there was obvious limitations to the budget, to the to the probably the time constraints, uh, to the things that they were able to do with what they were provided with to work with. Um, so in that way, I would say it was a good movie, uh, given what they had to work with. Um, yeah. I really didn't like the end of the movie. Uh, 
like I said, they underutilized the the Vatican special ops team, the hit squad for God. I understand, you know, if it was budgetary things, they couldn't they couldn't write it in. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it just bummed me out that like they showed up and everybody was dead already, yeah. and then didn't get to see them kind of. And then she glory. like the whole like the the demon finally gets what it wants and enters into Carly's body. And then she sort of I, I, I like how there's like this momentary like her fighting against the demon and then the demon obviously taking over and then she had like that sort of weird, you know, like almost like the demon was testing like like mm-hmm. cricking its you know, creaking its neck you could and sort like of kind see of the struggle. So you could see them you could feel them fighting in it. It was head almost, almost it was almost like the demon had won and 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 she was she was you know like craning her neck like kind of cracking it like getting used to her new body you know mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she stabs herself with the lance of righteousness and i'm just like oh, God, like yeah so like that happened really abruptly like. and then she fuck she's laying on the ground bleeding out after the demon had come out of her and you know burned to death or whatever uh um martin is chained to a wall in another building mm-hmm. she's bleeding from the abdomen Mm-hmm. Had had most likely hit some pretty vital areas of her body with that mm-hmm. fucking huge lance. Uh, how did she get found? How did she end up in the hospital? No idea. They don't. They don't. Really how did? Anything. How did? Like, did Martin break out of his chains and find? Like, how did? It just so abruptly ended with her did, showing up in the hospital. Martin I'm like, up, fuck. Did Martin end up actually calling the cops? No, because he had no service, no, right? He didn't. Yeah, he had no yeah, service. He had no service. Yeah, not another. And then at the end, they show her walking to her mother's grave, and they're playing this weird, like Marvel music, like something that you'd see in a Marvel movie, like this okay. really epic, like. I was like, this music is so not fitting place. for this yeah. scene. And then she just like she sets some flowers down and then walks off into the distance, and I'm like. That was a shit way to end this movie. Yeah, it was a very uninspired ending. I'll give it that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I think that you hit it. You hit it right on the 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 nail right on the head because it's this movie has really good sequences and it has really good ideas in it. Uh, the execution was was unfortunately hindered by like what you said by their the the lack of resources. Honestly, you know, yeah. very small budget. You know, it showed. I think it maybe was a bit too. Uh, um, I don't want to say overzealous, but ambitious. Like, Ambitious for its own good. Yeah. Um, it's. I still liked it though. Like I still liked the movie. I. Th- I think it's worth a watch. Oh yeah. I do think though that it's out of his four movies now. I. It's. It's definitely the weakest, out of his four movies. But I. But I think that it deserves a spot because, like I said, it has really good ideas. It has really good. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It was that. very. It was a very creative take on demon possession. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like I said. I've never seen a movie like this before. I, I did like the not to not to jump back into it real quick here, but like I really did like there's a scene at the end where the you, you find Carly and I think it's Carly, yeah. You find Car uh I'm sorry, you find uh, Angela. Yeah. And she's in this asylum and she's hooked up to all of like the techie mind stuff or whatever, but she's in a room that is just covered in like Dracula looking gothic candles burning everywhere and really old school um, yeah, the like the, juxtap- the, ju- the stuff, juxtaposition Christian between like this high tech, all this high tech stuff, 
and this very old and this dingy old decrepit basement in the bottom of a yeah it was it was a clash of styles i actually really liked that i thought thought that was cool too um you brought the lance up i fucking hated that the fucking hit squad had the goddamn (laughs) spear that pierced jesus like it's just it's so overdone yeah i it's i don't i don't like that cliche in in these movies at all yeah I think the only movie that I liked it in ever was, ironically enough, uh, Exorcism: The Beginning, <laughs> because they dug it up because they dug it up in like an art in like a semi archaeological site, sort of in the desert, like in like fucking Sudan or wherever the fuck it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it made sense that they would have found it, and then it found its way to the right people. Like there sure. was a journey that it went on, so it sort of made sense there. I just don't like when like. Oh, you have this most precious. Oh yeah, of... conveniently, we come have on. the fucking spear that killed Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It, come on, come on. Um, I'll, I'll buy everything else, but I'm not buying that. Last thing I'll say, just as a big fan of uh, Assassin's Creed, there was a there was a lot about this movie that reminded me of of Assassin's Creed, just um, uh, aesthetically, like. When she enters the uh, the simulation, the way the the simulation sort of builds around her, mm-hmm. it's very Assassin's Creed esque. Okay. And then, uh, like you were saying, the that sort of juxtaposition between the the high tech stuff and the old, you know, the old dingy, dirty uh, mm-hmm. basement. There's a lot of there's scenes in uh, what was it? Which which Assassin's Creed was it? I can't remember. I don't know. But one of them, one of them, where they're like the the group has essentially had to uh, run away from from the uh, the big corporation, and they've set up the Animus down in a cave uh, cave system. So like you've got the Animus and the and it's a and it's it's basically the same thing as in this movie. Like the Animus, uh, the character sits in it, and it takes him into the memories of oh, his ancestor. Oh, yeah, good point. Good point, yeah. So it's it's very similar in that regard. And I maybe, thought that and was he, cool. He didn't, he didn't talk about this on the uh, podcast I was listening to, but it's very possible that he could have been influenced by that because he works he's working on a video game right now with another with another guy he's very he's huge into graphics he's huge into video games and all that stuff so it's very possible that he could have taken that from that in in, in fairness yeah um he did hint in the in the podcast as to what his next project is mm-hmm. and it's going to be a super high tech like really like hard sci-fi uh take on vampires oh cool so I'm very, very into that. Yeah, yeah. I can't great. recommend that podcast enough. It's that's really right. Good. I like I like Neil Bloomkamp's. I like the way he thinks, man. Like uh, he's super like, intelligent too. Yeah, like super intelligent. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cool. I like I his his style of taking things, taking traditional things, and mixing them with uh, mixing them mixing them with uh, you know, um, fuck. I'm I'm. It's the end of the night. I'm losing my train train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Taking traditional things and mixing them with the new ways, like mixing them with technology, mixing yeah. them with, uh, you know, futuristic, uh, a futuristic stuff. It's it's really it, it makes for cool imagery, and I really there's a juxtaposition in his style, you know, where things clash, right? And his style sort of lives in that clashiness. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I dig it. Uh, yeah. I'd recommend the movie to people. Yeah, um, I would watch yeah, it if you're a fan of his. You're not going to miss out if you don't watch it, but I think it's worth it. Yeah. 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 If you like, yeah. uh, if you like movies, 
fuck, watch it, dude. <laughs> if you like movies, go <laughs> fucking watch it. If I was a movie critic, that would pretty much be the end of all of my uh, my segments. Hey, man, if you if you like watching movies, then hey, bro, fucking, you know, watch it. It's cool, on, bro. Uh, yeah, so that'll do it for this week. Um, we'll see you again in two weeks, but two we're recording weeks. this week. We don't know. Maybe. Yeah, we'll we don't know. Who knows? I'm, I'm moving. I'm moving technically on the weekend that we're supposed to record. Next, this is, so we'll have to figure this out. This but. is literally like for, for the next few weeks, this is all by the seat of our pants. So it, uh, it, it super is. So it, bear, is bear it, it is. Us. It is what it is. Bear with us. We appreciate if still, you. If you're still listening at this point, you know, um, if you're following us online or whatever, we've had like no presence online. Like I've been so slammed with everything like this kind of proves what we were talking about in the last show, just how like just crazy everything's been yeah like so like i said by the seat of our pants we'll try to do as much as we can but just you know bear with us we'll get back and do the swing of things once things settle down but uh yeah but yeah for sure so uh james until uh until next episode if you want to find us on uh social media you can find us on instagram facebook and soundcloud at the buzzed kill podcast uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Buzz to Kill PC. You can also find us on all major streaming sites wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, we're there. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's all I got. That's all I got, bud. Um, right. Hopefully, I will be able to actually see your sweet punam in in uh, real life next week. I hope so. And I, I will. So. I will uh, inhale your musk, Ooh, and uh, yeah. really just enjoy myself. Yeah, because I missed um, it this week. Sorry, man. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, bud. Have a good night. Cheers.